Well, you know what, Jack? It's Christmas, brother. Yeah, I could do a little bit. All right, well, here's uh, the MK Ultra guy. What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package like Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends stars ever in this. God. And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Big Trouble Podcast episode 225. I am Thurman Merman. I'm Andy. I'm the pumpkin cake brother. I'm not naked. <laughs> you are naked under your clothes. We're all naked under our are, clothes. Aren't we all? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, this is the battle for Christmas. This time is the tag team with me and Zach, Noel World, World Order, with our manager. That's right, brother. With our manager, Noel Foley, because she's hot, and we need a manager like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. That was Zach's picks. Uh, and Bad Santa, that was my pick. But before we get into those movies... Guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I will go first. Um, I'm going to talk a movie called Smile. And <laughs> this this movie is so frustrating. Like, the, the synopsis is there's a therapist who apparently had some drama with her... Uh, trauma, not drama. Trauma with her mom uh, that you find out later in the, at the end of the movie what happened. But, like, trauma is turned into like a Lovecraftian monster that follows you. So every time the person who's dealing with trauma kills themselves in front of the person that they're going to pass on the trauma to, because every time they, you know, someone sees someone kill themselves, they're going to have some type of trauma. And, and there's hallucinations that happen where she sees people from her past and people that she just met just smiling at her. Like, there's an iconic scene where she's talking to her sister about, uh, I'll actually tell you that story in a minute, but, like, she's walking to the car, and there's, like, no sound. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a fucking jump-out scare. But it, like, tricks you, but then all of a sudden, like, the top of her head, like, bends, and she does, like, some Bray Wyatt fucking bending. The shit's in the trailer. Yeah. I remember when I went to go see Nope, they played the trailer, and it did that, and, like, the whole the whole audience was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So the reason I hate this, not I, I won't say I hate it. I think it's interesting about the trauma monster. I think that's the only thing that's interesting about it. But the, the but the but the protagonist in this movie is fucking retarded. <laughs> like, oh, I'm glad you said that. She's she is a therapist, right? And automatically she's dealing with crazy people all day. Eventually, she's becoming the crazy because of her trauma. And she does things irrationally. Like, there's a birthday scene before the, the scene that I just explained about the bending of the head um, where she thinks someone broke into her house and then she couldn't find her cat anymore. And then when she went to the uh, birthday party, the kid opens up the box and there's a dead cat in in the present. And after that scene later down the road, because her husband thinks she's a fucking whack case, 
So she goes to her sister, who told her to get the fuck away from her because you put a dead cat in, in the box, and now my son is traumatized because of seeing the dead cat. And she's, like, spilling, like, oh, there's an entity following me. Like, are you... I, I get what you're, you're, you're desperate and all that stuff, but you, how are you going to go to your sister that is fucking mad at you about, like, traumatizing her child, talking about an evil spirit following her? Like, I would be coming at a different angle, but like, hey, something's happening to me, and I need help, and I need you to be on my side. That's how I would have done it. And, like, every scene that she does is just retarded, and you need, you, you need to watch that film. Like, I think anybody that's actually traumatized would have done a better better uh, path than what she did. So, were you traumatized by the film? Yes, I was traumatized by her acting. Not her. No, she was good acting, but, like, the, the, the writing itself was kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that movie looked dumb anyway. Yeah. Um... Another movie that I watched, uh, I actually did watch Die Hard because I wanted, I'm going to be watching it again with my dad on Christmas, but I wanted to watch it now. I also watched Die Hard 2 because that, that movie's kind of underrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, this is a good film. Why does everybody hate this one? I mean, I know it's like out of the three, it's always Die Hard 1. They're like right there with me. It's like, this, this is one, this is two. It's like, uh, right there. Yeah. And um, I saw Black Christmas 2019, and then I had to clean my clean my taste out of my mouth with the the, the good version in 1974, because uh, it doesn't follow anything with the the movie. <laughs> I, I I really don't care uh, of spoiling it, but instead of like a crazed killer, like one person, is like a faculty occulted. Uh, uh, frat group that is all men and they are sexist and they're like worshiping a fucking demon and shit. We well, see the thing with that is there was an incredibly uh, well put together, well thought of, well remembered movie. And someone came along and said, Oh no, I can do this better. And then they tried to do it better. And they said, why, why do people do this? Why do they do this? Oh, they always got to shit it up with their stupid ideas. This is the thing. I mean, I've seen remakes that are good, but usually it's not something like completely subverting what made the original compelling. You know? mm-hmm. That's what's in right now. Subvert. Usually. Subversion. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, you could have done this without the title of Black Christmas. Like, you could have chose, like, I don't know, Occultist Christmas, maybe. <laughs> like Red Christmas. Yeah, like something different. Like, they always put that facade like oh it's gonna be like the classic and shit and then you watch it and you're just like the hell did i fucking just watch this is this is kind of you know dumb and then when you put on other layers that are just like (laughs) women strong and carrie ellis is in the movie and i'm just like what the fuck he's in this movie and like he does this weird accent (laughs) carrie yules does a weird accent yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah i watched those movies uh, I played a little b- more Ragnarok. I know uh, Chaz finished it. He's not going to spoil, guys. Don't worry about it. But uh, I'm spoil everything. He was very emotional, uh, and I'm not even halfway through the game yet. <laughs> uh, and then I-, I wanted to bring this up. I, I didn't want to make this a news thing, but I said I was going to go off on Twitch streamers in general. 
So there was a, a thing recently where I'm not even going to say the guy's name because one, I don't remember it and two, I don't give a shit, but it's as a whole as a community. So there's a thing speaking of trauma is like when someone comes in the chat and then like, instead of just like talking about the game or something, they go like, Oh, my mom killed herself yesterday and like brings the mood down a little bit. So this one streamer went off. <laughs> like, how dare you fucking, like, ruin the mood and shit? It's, instead of just saying, like, sorry about your mom killing herself. And, and like, they, he made it a point that people should not go into chat rooms and bring the mood down like that. And it's... My opinion is I, I would have played it like, hey, sorry about your mom. You know, but, but let's fucking, you know... Let's get some happy notes going on here. Let's talk about some other things. I, I'm really sorry. But he went hard. And he's not the only one. Like, there's people that agree with this this person that, <laughs> like, people shouldn't be doing that. Now, if if, that, if that's your thing, like, you go into everybody's chat room and, like, boo-hoo about your life, like, maybe you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> all the time. But, like, I the thing with Twitch streamers is that they try to make an etiquette fucking rule about everything that you do. Like, oh my god, don't advertise your stream and shit to uh, other people, uh, discords, or their chat rooms. But then, like, they'll the streamer themselves will be like, yeah, I went to this guy's community and told about my stream, and that's how I got big. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's okay if you do it, but, like, if us lonely small streamers do it, by god... Uh, JR is gonna be like, you broke that man in half, and you're stealing money out of his fucking mouth and shit. It's like that thing with comedians, like, uh, you can't tell dirty jokes anymore, but they all got popular by telling dirty jokes, so they want, they got in, and now they closed the door behind them. So, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? How dare you yeah. stop my dopamine hits? Get out of here! Yeah, it's, it's, it's so stupid. It's like, I get it from a point of view that, like, no, if nobody's talking the whole time and you just go, boop, here's my stream, come to my stream right now. Yeah, that's kind of shitty because one, they're streaming right now and they're not going to go to your stream. Uh, but like if you're doing a, you hang around a lot and then you post your stream in their streamers content discord area where you get to put the live link and stuff. And then you get called out later on for just doing that later, like Oh, you're at you, the only thing you do in this community is advertise your your stream. Like fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, and this is hitting a little close to, to my heart because I've done it once where I would hang around and it wasn't for a month, it wasn't for a week, it wasn't a couple of days. I waited literally a year, <laughs> a year of being in that community, playing games with people, and then I'd be like, "Boop, here's my link," and they're just, "Oh, you're advertising." I'm like. Bye. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up because Twitch streamers, you're assholes. And I want you to know that. And I and All of you. Every one of you. <laughs> irredeemable. Yes. Yeah, but that's all I did. I'm trying to remember something else that I've watched. Oh, I watched uh, Prisoners with my dad. That's the Hugh Jackman and Jake. I want to watch that. It's on Netflix. It's a really yeah, good I, movie. I just put it on my watch list, in fact. Yeah. But, uh, Andy, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, mine should be pretty simple and short. I played some PlayStation games in the Polymaga. I was trying to troubleshoot some uh, 
technical issues with my streaming equipment, but basically I just ended up playing Einhander for like 40 minutes because that game rules and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also super terrible at it, but I played it anyway. And it's played, hard, though. It's very hard. I, I played some other PlayStation stuff, just like troubleshooting and trying to get the controls to work. I finally got uh, like... Um, here's a little public service announcement for everyone. If you have a Vizio television, some of them in the settings, it will say like, um, game mode, you know, televisions have game mode so that it'll, uh, get rid of any lag. Like if you're playing like rock band or, or, or Parappa the rapper or something like that. Um, Vizio, it's like backwards. It'll say like TV mode or a uh, game mode on. That's not what you want. You want game mode off. What? Yeah, I that's, I that's backwards from like every other manufacturer. It's backwards from absolutely every. Like I googled it, and uh, the internet is full of people with Vizio televisions going, "Wait, what the fuck? What? Why did this work? This is what I had to do." But sure enough, I did that, and now everything kind of like makes a little more sense. So was that like was that why we all sucked at Parappa? Parappa, Rappa? yep, that is exactly why we all sucked. God at damn it! Because I remember checking the options. But the fucking game mode is on, and some games like Rock Band, which I play a lot of have a built-in um you know it, it'll it'll compensate for you so yeah. on a lot of games i've just like set it to compensate for me but old games like parappa they don't have that shit so Ooh. now i understand um but anyway uh, i played a few few of those um i played some more pokemon not a ton i'm just doing like post game i had to beat all the gyms again and i'm trying to catch a bunch of paradox pokemon they're called but that's post-game spoiler crap and um i watched a movie the thomas crown affair i think we discussed it briefly i want to say because we had watched what did we watch i I think that's when we were watching the pierce brosnan james bond movies that might have come up maybe because there was a remake of the thomas crown affair that starred pierce brosnan why was i talking about it on the show i just remember saying the thomas crown affair is boring and I, I'd watched it in college. And I didn't care for it. I watched it again now. Uh, that movie is great. I really liked it. It's um, it's from like 1974, I want to say. And it stars Steve McQueen, who is, you know, like one of my favorite actors of all time. I just really like Steve McQueen. And uh, he's a rich guy and he's bored. So he decides to plan a bank robbery. And then the whole thing is him getting investigated and them trying to find him. And it's a very suspenseful, very smart movie. And I think when I watched it originally, I was expecting like, you know, the great escape or bullet or something like that. And it's not that it's like a slower, like, except for like the actual bank robbery, the bank robbery is thrilling. It's really well shot, but the whole rest of the movie is kind of, you got to read between the lines. Like there's a lot, like there's one scene where the investigator and Steve McQueen are playing chess and there's a shot that looks down at the board and no one says anything about this, but if you know how chess works, you see that um, McQueen's pieces are all on the back of the board and he's got a bunch of defenses set up and he castles at one point and her pieces are all like all over the place. And she's like making risky moves and taking his pieces and being really aggressive. And that mirrors what's happening in the movie, like really cleverly. It's really cool. Little things like that. So uh, at some point, years ago i said that movie's boring i i gotta take all that back the movie kicks ass um and then watching that just made me think about how cool steve mcqueen is so my dad and i watched on any sunday which is a documentary from 1971 about motorcycle racing and steve mcqueen is just in it because he likes motorcycles 
it but it really is just um motocross and cross country and uh steve mcqueen and two other uh motorcycle racers like drive motorcycles on the beach and they just play like 70s ancillary um funk music and talk about uh motorcycle racing it's fantastic honestly uh 90% 90% of people would fucking hate that movie. But there's that 10%, you know who you are, you're going to love on any Sunday. It's great. Um, and that's really all I did, because after that, uh, my hot water heater exploded and flooded my basement. So I've been working on fixing that and getting my new water heater installed, which it is installed now, so I can take hot showers again. Hooray. But that's been it for me. Uh, before we move on to Zach, I did want to bring up, because you brought up chess, I watched chess boxing uh, which, oh, was, yeah. which was an event by Ludwig. Uh, they also did Smash Boxing, too. They did Super Smash Melee uh, for a couple of rounds for some uh, Smash Pro players that wanted to be at the event. It was funny watching people play Smash and then box and then, like, gas themselves from boxing and then go back to play Smash because <laughs> they're having a head concussion and, like, playing Smash. It was fucking hilarious. Not the concussion part, but just watching them struggle playing Smash, I guess. Uh, but then there was, like, chess battles that happened uh, that were fucking intense. Uh, I actually want to play chess on chess.com because of that event. I, uh, I... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, that came out. Of I actually did uh, a couple weeks ago, like out of nowhere. I was like, I, I, I miss chess. And I started playing. You and I should, we should play back and forth. Cool. I'm, be- I'm game. Zach, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Well, I was stricken with the flu that's going around or whatever, I guess. Or RSV, oh, yeah. I suppose. Whatever. But uh, I've been sick pretty much since Saturday. So I've just... For first two or three days, I didn't really didn't have a lot of energy. All I could do is just lay there and watch shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I do what I usually do. Uh, I watched a bunch of Law and Order SVU because nothing <laughs> gets my energy back up like uh, rape and murder with sexual overtones. I got you. No, that's, my, like, that, that's my go-to. If I feel like I'm dying and I'm in hell, I turn on Law and Order SVU. It's so just I something comforting about seeing Mariska Hargitay there. You know. Letting you know the world is going to be okay. But, you uh, need to testify. Be strong. You need to testify. Like, be strong. And then Elliot Stable's like, God damn it, it's not just pictures. <laughs> he almost got AIDS. It was scary. I like how but, many, um, like, I like how many, like, close calls, like, Stapler, like, almost kills, the, like, uh, the suspect. But then you find yeah. out, like, he's not the actual suspect. It's someone else. And, like, Stapler almost killed an innocent man. <laughs> like, there's so many, <laughs> yeah. there's so many in, uh, like incidents like that in the show. I, I started from the beginning though, and I'm like almost through season two. Nice. Uh, and then I watched. Uh, I saw because I was this was on Hulu when I was watching this. It's like, oh, Dark Side of the Rings on here, and I was like, oh, I never finished season three of Dark Side of the Rings, so I went to do that, and uh, I watched the episode about collision in Korea where they had like that joint venture between new Japan uh, and WCW to hold a wrestling event in North Korea in 1995. What? And Antonio Noki headed it. It was all like his idea. Basically. That sounds amazing. You should yeah. watch the documentary. It is oh, you the should. single largest wrestling event that has ever happened. Yeah, like, you should. Attendance wise. Yeah. You'll like, like it. Well, they might people. say that, right? 
No, 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 really. It was it, like they have pictures and stuff. Like over two hundred thousand people or something attended. It was, but it's it was like hundred. It was like hundred eighty thousand there, but it was forced yeah. attendance. You know, season three. Yeah, exactly. Season three, episode four, the collision in Korea. That's it. Right? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, Noki is in it a little bit. Um, Rick Flair is a big part of the story, but he's not on the episode. And, uh, no reason that scorpio's in it and he almost kills fucking road warrior hawk and it's that part of that's hilarious but also scary <laughs> but uh what else what were the other ones I, I saw uh the uh dynamite kid who's a guy who kind of helped popularize like the modern wrestling style but the thing was he was like a kind of a self-destructive asshole and his style basically got him crippled up early in life uh, there's not too much to say about it without going real in depth in the story. His style is also what inspired uh, many other great wrestlers that helped pioneer that style. But one of the most notable, or one of the most notable, is Chris Benoit. Like yeah, Chris Benoit redacted. is very similar. Yeah, Rolled Redacted is like very similar to Dynamite Kid, and yeah. unfortunately, the way things played out for him is like similar until, of course, the actual last <laughs> part. But but yeah. So, the double life of Chris Canyon. Uh, Ooh, that's Canyon a good one. seemed like a really good guy. He just had a lot of personal problems. He he was he was in the closet pretty much his whole life almost, and it ate up at him. But I think he also had some some other mental issues going on that yeah. were un, undiagnosed. Yeah, bipolar disorder, the son of a bitch. Uh huh. That stuff's like, man. It, <clears throat> again, that stuff um, really depresses me. But there's like. A, a part of my brain that I don't condone that whenever you talk about that kind of stuff, I remind, I remember the character, the animal and yeah. it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's Oh, like, the maniac. Is yeah. The maniac. That? That's what I meant to say. Yeah. The maniac. Uh, the maniac loves each and every one of you. Look like at my children. It's like, I wish I could see. <laughs> Wait, you had kids. What happened? Oh no, I still have kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, blood and wire. Onita's FMW which was uh, at Sushi Onita was like a, a guy in Japanese wrestling. He was like uh, one of Giant Baba's protégés. And uh, he was going to be like a high flyer dude. And he kind of got a bad injury that fucked his career up. So then he basically became like Japanese Mick Foley, I guess. To, that, that's like the best comparison I can make for anybody who doesn't know who he is. But he's the guy that made that promotion where they have, you see footage of like, there's barbed wire, then they're running into the barbed wire for ropes, and there's explosions, and there's fucking fire and shit. He made all those crazy matches. Like the, the rings that are out on the water. They're like, they just swim yeah. to get to the, or take a boat to get to the ring. Like, it's, it's, he's the one that made the crazy dangerous stuff, but he created that spot, the spot that uh, AEW attempted to make uh, with Eddie Kingston laying over John Moxley at the end <laughs> of the pay per view and the sparklers. That was yeah. a tribute to when Onita wrestled uh, Terry Funk, and the same thing happened. And he went back and he covered Funk after beating him to prevent him from getting hurt. And it was this huge emotional thing. Like it's also the same reason why John Moxley uses the song "Wild Thing." <laughs> Terry cool. Funk's the best part of that episode, though. <laughs> he absolutely he's, is. Yeah, he's just he's, an old like Texas like rancher. He's he's you just did. so frank about everything. He's like, "Were you happy with your payment?" And he's like, "Shit, no." <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to talk to him after, but no. Uh, 
bikes, uh, bo- bikers, bombs, and bedlam. Johnny K nine. That's another one that was super interesting. There's this guy Johnny K nine who was a uh, he was like a job guy at WWF. He was like kind of an indie wrestler in the nineties. Uh, but apparently he was part of a big biker gang in Ontario and was like blowing up fucking police stations and shit. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what about Luna Vachon was really good. Uh, there was the one about XPW, which was like this guy, Rob Black, who owned like a porno fucking <laughs> yeah. production company also yeah. wanted to make like a version of ECW, but, but better because it's out in California and he's a fucking asshole. And like Pornhub, the fucking wrestling federation. Yeah, imagine that basically. <laughs> Pornhub uh, wrestling. And it was VHS like stupid. W. I'm not saying none of those guys were talented, but like. The thing, New Jack was in it, and I was like, yes, New Jack's back, because he's like my favorite. It's still my favorite episode is, is the episode of New Jack on this whole show. <laughs> but uh, he put it best. He's like, nobody remembers shit about XPW except when I threw Vic Grimes off that fucking scaffold. <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> he almost killed a man. That's all anybody remembers about it. And the steroid trials, that was the big one. Uh that was about, you know, when Vince got taken to federal court and he beat the government because they were stupid and incompetent, basically. Yeah, um, I yeah. that one, too, actually. That that yeah. one's actually extra funny because it's basically like, you fucking marks, it's not real. Like, yeah. that, that's what he effectively uses. That's when literally kayfabe gets destroyed because he just says, wrestling's not real. It's not a real sport. It's all big thing. The big Regarding thing steroids, it, he says that he he says it's not real, therefore no steroids. Effectively, that's a, he. I mean, in, in better wording, but that's effectively what he says: is that wrestling is scripted television entertainment. It is not a real sport, therefore the steroids are not having a true impact on the contest. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, he wasn't and saying steroids are was fake. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, that, yeah, I thought he meant like they're not really using steroids. <laughs> oh like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> It's a mix of that and a couple of like key testimonies that saved him, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing it really boiled down to was they had, the United States government had this big hard-on about steroids for some reason. I still can't figure out, but... Uh, when was this? The 90s? 92, 90s. It started in 1990. Okay. Yeah, then, war on drugs. Thing yeah. Kind of where it into. Uh they wanted to hit Vince up and make it seem like he was knowingly pushing and distributing steroids and shit in his company, which that's debatable. But uh, the big get about it was seeing his lawyer, Jerry McDivitt, who's never been on camera ever and never done any interviews about this trial. And he's like primarily the guy that they talked to. So somehow they got to talk to Jerry McDivitt, which was really interesting to see. Um, That's cool. Uh, what else did I do? I watched that two-hour YouTube video about Tommy Tallarico, who's yeah. like the, first, the first American to ever work on a Sonic game. Sonic game. That was the one. When I was watching it, like <laughs> up until then, it's all genuine. And he's like, Tommy ha- ha- has a cool house, and it was on MTV's Cribs, and the blah, blah, blah. And like he's setting up, he's building the whole rest of the show. He says, he was the first American to work on a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Can you believe that? And sitting at my house, I was watching it on my computer, I went, Wait, no, I can't. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I know that for a fact that that's not true. I've read more than one book. That I know. Why in the face of that? And that's, and it, that's the turning point. That's where he starts 
he goes backwards and works through all the shit that he just said. Yeah, oh my god, it's so amazing. <laughs> that was fucking funny. The next one that got me was he worked hand in hand with Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, I worked with Miyamoto for like a good three years or something. No, like, you Metro you the phone with him once. It didn't fucking take five years? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Everyone go watch that documentary. It's Seriously. Kind of I think it's just called like oof.mp3 right now or something it's, like that. It starts out about like some fucking sound effect that's in like Roblox or whatever. It's it, there's a sound. It's just in a lot of like TikToks and meme videos. It's oof, just a, oof, oof, you know, you've oof. all heard it. And it, it's, it starts out as a documentary about that, but holy shit, does it go places? <laughs> His house is like gaudy as fuck, though. Yeah, it's like, kind of embarrassing, it, right? Like, yeah, like it, it's like if you were 12 years old, you might have thought that was cool at the time. But then it's like, dude, you're like 54 now. <laughs> Your house still looks the same. The thing that I thought was most embarrassing about it is like the initially, like when he's in his 30s or whatever and he makes a lot of money. Okay, yeah. I kind of get it. I'm kind of I, on board with that. But yeah. now we're we're like 20 years later and he still has the exact same setup. Everything is the exact. He still has that shitty looking Tomb Raider next to his stupid movie. <laughs> he still has that, that life-size Indiana Jones standing next to all of his questionable guinness book of world records like it's still the exact he has a spider-man room Uh he he has an egyptian themed dining room room, it's just fucking terrible it's great go watch it's a great documentary (laughs) oh what do you what do you think when you have a fucking italian guinea like who's like doesn't really care about video games that much should probably just rolled along and be like oh i could do shit here (laughs) and like He's he's a suit, I think. He's a lying suit, I think, in my opinion. I think he's definitely not, a liar, but I I think he's passionate about video games, for better or worse. I think I the think. thing about Tommy definitely has some kind of like musical talent, some kind of ability yeah. and sound for real. He did the Batman game, right? No, he might have done some Batman game at some point. He may have been involved him and some other guy. Yeah, uh, we, but uh, like. I don't know. It's it's like the guy. It, he's some kind of like fucking. It's just you got a lie. It's like one of those people where you got to lie about everything, and make yourself sound better than what you really are. Mm-hmm. That's like him. That's that's what it's about. It's just this guy, and it just you, you, to the lengths and how long for how long he does it is it's, insane. Like I had no idea. I think he was riding high on Electric Playground because that was big in G four. Uh, if I remember, I just remember always liking Victor Lucas more. Uh, but. But, but fucking it's just i don't know man it's like with the amico and everything like it's like yeah. he's it's like he's trying to find his passion again <laughs> a little bit or like i think that's that's what got the spotlight shown on him because it turns yeah. out he's been a liar for years but he's never been lying on such a grand stage as he now has been and everyone looked at the Amico, and he made all these other claims, and people started looking into the other claims, finally. And like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. None of this math adds up. This all seems like lies. <laughs> I mean, I've worked on more video games than anybody ever has. My mother's very proud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> always says that without fail. There, there's, there's, a, there's a part where it shows him say that in interviews, like, six times. Like, word for word. Um, I, I watched part of Raw. And I don't, there wasn't much to say. Bobby Lashley got fired because he beat up a, a referee. Like kayfabe uh, fire? Yeah, yeah, kayfabe fire. Yeah. Uh, I watched Days of Thunder in 4K. Hell the yeah. first 4K 
movie purchase because it was like ten dollars. Nice. And I was like, yeah, it looks good. I'm glad. I didn't get. I, I wasn't up to doing a Blu-ray comparison. I was going to do that. I was going to like put the Blu-ray in my PS4, put the 4K in my PS5, and like switch back and forth and look at them. But I didn't really get around to doing that. Uh, and that's everything I've done while I've been off and sick. All right, Chaz, you're up. Before I get to my, I'm, I'm curious. You basically watched all of season three of Dark Side of the Ring, except did you watch the Jake the Snake one? Yeah, I watched that. that uh, that's okay. part of the stuff that I watched before. Oh, okay, so you just like finished the rest of it. Okay, yeah. that that's probably the one of the more important ones they've made. But I wouldn't say it's necessarily a favorite. It's just haunting. I'll never watch that one again. It's it's a tough watch. It's, There's it's a lot rough. about family trauma shit and that <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah probably enough to make you smile till you kill yourself or some shit but, just like that movie anyway. <laughs> just like that movie trauma <laughs> that that monster yeah. uh so yeah i i did i did a lot of different things uh this week it was fun uh i played at a pokemon event and i won it i won a box of cards my, my box of cards sucked <laughs> i opened Our hot ass but I did win, so the bragging rights were there. It was fun. Um, I uh, finished Trigun, which means not a huge feat. It's not very long, but that's that's great. Uh, I took my daughter. We went to uh, the movies, family movie night last week, and the only movie that was really appropriate for her was Disney's Strange World. And this movie mm-hmm. has been getting a lot of crap online, like reviews and stuff for terrible. All this, that movie is criminally underrated. I thought it was a it was very well put together. Uh, now I think there is one. I have one problem with the movie, in that I think they're trying to like pass on too many, too many messages at once. So then that that comes off as a weird thing. Like I, I like that the they handle a few things. Like it, to me, like it's one of the ways that LGBT stuff should be handled. Anyway, they don't try to throw it in anybody's face. They just it's there, but you just move on past it it's just like nothing's different which is exactly how it should be versus like like i, I made the the comments and my wife was like it's not like the character that is it within that is like doing a show to and going i'm gay i'm gay like it never is brought up at all it's literally you could just literally just swap out the fact that the the character this person's mildly interested in is a different gender and that it it wouldn't matter so like it's it- just nice that that's how it's handled <laughs> But that's there, and that obviously that's going to get stigma because people brought it up because people are, are stupid. But then there's also, like, four other things that are very, like, pro-environment that are, again, good messages, but you're putting – it's kind of heavy-handed. And I think that that takes away from the plot itself because the plot is actually very smart. So I told, I told my wife just effectively, I think this movie is too smart for Pete, the average viewer. And that is why this movie is not going to do well. I, I don't think it's – mainly the gay thing i think just people are just like how superhero fatigued i think people are activist movie fatigued where they're constantly putting in messaging about all those act activism uh stuff and they're just like you know what i'm just not gonna go (laughs) i'll wait until like lion king remake comes out but that's the thing though this movie's not actively pushing any any one agenda it's just its own story like you, the, the story itself is not a story like a story plot that is any different from anything else so like i just a base story i'm not going to spoil the movie but it's 
main character has an issue with his dad. Turns out he's just like his estranged father, and he's doing the same thing to his kid. Like that. That is like the exact plot line of like so many other movies and and stories through uh, literature. Sorry to interrupt you. I thought you were gonna be like, so you know, the the son came out to the father, and then the father came out as gay. <laughs> I was gonna laugh. Oh, no, no. I was gonna go laugh my ass. I was gay the whole time. <laughs> that's, that's that's my. I point. wondered actually which what... which character is gay. Is it a main character or is it a side character? It well, so the it's not it is not the main protagonist. Like there's a family that's followed through it. It's the protagonist's son, but. Mm. When it, whenever I say that this person is gay, we're talking that it is never even once addressed or even brought up. Well, I understand that. It's gay. just Disney keeps doing this thing where they make peripheral characters gay. They're like, oh, there's a gay character in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, there's a gay character in Lightyear. Oh, there's a gay character. But it's never like one of the main characters. And it just mm-hmm. seems like they're trying to like, oh, look, we're inclusive too. But they still don't want to like you know nut up and just make one of the main characters gay see I, i'll argue against it though I'll, I'll defend disney on this the way that they're doing it i think is the way that it should be because it should never be a problem it'd be like if we were however many years back and people were mad oh there's a black guy on the screen it, like that doesn't matter like, yeah china the way that actually is funny because it's relevant it's funny god that's true uh so like for instance there's a scene about how uh again a strange grandfather or strange father is like back in the picture and he's never met his grandson and his grandson casually brings up that they're talking about something and that he's interested in someone and it's very vague but then he very clearly says that the person that he's interested in is a he and without there being anything at all the grandfather just answers as if he was answering about a girl like it's it's not that there's some like big thing about it it's just that the characters are there but it's handled like it's a non-issue because it shouldn't be an issue. The problem is, is that the rest of society is not ready for that type of thing. It's like two steps ahead of where it should be. And like some par- people are ready for that, but they're not. But uh, the thing I like the most about it is the movie itself t- has a plot twist about what's going on. Like it th- seems like it's about this whole thing about a they're they're venturing and they're trying to save the, the world that they're on because there's an energy crisis or something. But then as they're traveling, they find this strange world within a like cave system, and it's almost like the um, what was the theory in the Godzilla versus Kong movie where they find like the inner, inner world, Earth. inner Earth. It's almost kind of like that, but then it flips on its head because um, you find out it's something different. Outer Earth, but and I don't want to spoil it because it, it's one of those things where that that's a movie that deserves a second watch because the way they do things and the detail they give to things once you re- like first you're watching it and you think oh this is just really cool like sci-fi type of stuff no it's not they're actually mimicking replicating something very specific to science that we understand about uh that we otherwise understand and applying it to this uh and once you know the the, the secret or plot twist it actually makes perfect sense and as a physician because i've again no anatomy physiology the body and other stuff i like to like it did a lot of cell biology because i had to a lot of that just was really cool so it was really smart but it's far too highbrow for a lot of people because they're again some people just their brains are so smooth the 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 stupid just rolls right off the side of the head i'm I'm, so i'm sure it's a it's a good movie and like like i said before san junipero in black mirror is about a lesbian romance that's fucking interesting on where you know the story that they're going on again because of disney's track record 
of putting shit in people's faces, I think people are just tired of that. And I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's just because like all the strange worlds, because there's a gay guy. I, don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's people that are dumb like that. They're gonna be like, there's gay people. I can't watch movie. Uh, but who, like, who made it? Is it Disney Animation or Pixar or what? It's. I'm pretty sure it's Disney Animation. Disney Animation. Studio. I, could, I could be wrong. It, it, it might be. A, it, it didn't look like a Pixar film. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Disney Animated Studios. Okay. Um, like the animation studio, it looks very similar to like the characters from Frozen. Like it's for has like a, okay, the animation yeah, they use. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's just Disney Studio. But that bothers me. I hate that all the characters look the same in all those movies now. Frozen, yeah, and fucking Tangled, and this, and I, I do too. But it, that's my thing, Dubs. Is they're not shoving anything in anyone's face. It it's effectively an afterthought, but it's not. But they're gonna turn your kids gay. No, I'm not. But they're like, it. but they're like three other the things in the movie. Them that they're also focused on that are separate messages entirely. Cause there's a lot of conservation conservationist types of messages in the movie about saving the, the planet and for, like doing things that, that would help. I, I think there are too many different things. And that's what, when I've read a lot of reviews and stuff about it, people have shot on the movie and that's what everyone gets heavy handed and focuses on are these messages that are there versus just looking at the actual plot that's there. Yeah. Sounds like avatar to me. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's, it's like it's kind of they're like in space it's about saving the world <clears throat> yeah. there's like two things about that movie i think that hurt it besides all this other stuff but uh one is all the people talking about it online using it as some kind of like football or fucking chess piece or whatever Mm-hmm. You got you got people that are like oh, no, they're going to program our children to be gay, and then you got the other people saying, "Oh no, no, Republicans will hate this movie." Uh, mm-hmm. you, 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 both both sides are doing that, so that mm-hmm. that turns people off. Mm-hmm. But this is, I think, this is the biggest thing that, that just causes people to not see the movie is the advertising for it's terrible. Yes, and yes, that's I was, what I was going to say. Yeah, I, watching, been, uh, I barely knew this movie were, existed. And when I do see something about it, the commercial is confusing. I have no idea what I'm being. Not even that. I think me and my sister were watching something, uh, I think on Disney Plus, actually, and they showed the commercial for the fucking movie. Mm -hmm. And it was like 30 seconds or or something. And it went by, and I was like, do you know what that movie's about? Just going off that 30 seconds? And she's like, no. I was like, I don't either. Mm-hmm. I can't tell what the movie is supposed to be about in 30 seconds. Like, you got a problem. Yeah, and I I think that leads to Chaz's point, where which I wasn't, like, blaming that strange world's, like, people's or messages, and that's what the thing I I just think the overall general, they're afraid of that. But I think from Chaz's point that they don't focus on that stuff. That's not the main – that's not in the forefront. That's just in the background. That's part of the mm-hmm. story. It's not part of the narrative, so it's not getting the marketing. Because if you look yeah. at if you look at uh, stuff like I'm gonna bring the the rings of power like the only marketing that we knew about that fucking show is I'm the first black dwarf which is hilarious by the way <laughs> uh, 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 and then like all the other stuff that like comes up like yeah but what about the story <laughs> like t- tell I don't me think wh- they prefer dwarf I think they prefer little people but like it, it was just like a bunch of stuff <laughs> happened is what you saw in the commercials like stuff was happening but you had no idea what the stuff was about yeah the commercial for that movie is like a bunch of bland looking characters running against like a sand colored background yeah 
That's all I saw. Kudos to Andy, by the way, for for referencing one of the movies we're going to talk about. Yeah, I was flashing forward. That's a a literary device. I mean, in general, I'm always used to someone just always saying that as a joke anyway. But then I remember, wait a second, you rip Bernie Mac. Yeah. So what I will say is, look past... Uh, the poor advertising look past whatever controversies on there this is a good movie it's a smart movie i think if you are, are someone who can appreciate a movie and a story you will like the movie you should watch strange world also i mean in general if you were a fan of indiana jones I, that's a, that's a I broad was. thing to say you it just there's a it, again it's very indiana jones-esque in terms of how they tie some of the story together and, and the adventure that happens hmm. it, it is a good movie I agree with you for all the points you've said, though. Advertising was terrible for this. And, Dubs, I wasn't really disagreeing with what you were saying. More so, I, I agree. I understand what you were saying. The public is viewing it as though this is what this is. Therefore, that's what's keeping people from watching it. And, been, that, and that been, is true. They, they've been through the ringer. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Climate change. I get it. Trans and gay rights. Like, let, let's get a good story finally. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's what's sad about this. It's getting tied into that, and there is a good story here, and yeah. that's what's getting missed because it's not being advertised for that reason. Watch Black, so, watch yeah. Black Mirror, San Junipero. It, it's a great, great. Episode. I need to watch Black Mirror in ge- general. I, it's on my list of things, but uh, maybe that's what I watch next. But uh, so I want to move on because I know we've we've spent a lot of time going over our stuff. We still got two movies and rankings. Uh, <laughs> the most important thing and I did. News. I, I yeah, and news. I I finished the story campaign and I'm playing through the, the posts for God of War Ragnarok. Um, wow. What a game. Uh, yeah. Just because Andy and Zach are going to listen to me talk about this with a friend on Saturday and we're, it's going to get really, really like probably tiresome to hear us go on and on and jerking off this game. I ain't worried uh, about it. He was saying that he said, we're going to spoil it this weekend. So yeah. What are you guys going to say? Kratos is angry. He fights, he fights, Kratos fights. He fights. Kratos fights. He yells at boy. He fights. He kills a god. Whoop de doo. It. It's actually. No. It's. It's actually. So he got so that. angry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, sure, he he was was like, <laughs> it's character growth and all this other stuff and blah 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 and uh, and I cried. I cried. <laughs> and I was like, I play God of War. He bangs two women and, and then he fights a Hydra. Okay, that was different. I, I know exactly what happened. That was, that was like, different. That, like, that's that, a different game. Was it? No, it's called that, God of War. Yeah, that's that's God of War, <laughs> the college years. That's this is God oh, of War, Parenthood. So no, really though, it it this this game is actually very different in the fact that there are very large chunks of the story where you actually are controlling a different character altogether. You actually Boy. control different characters throughout the throughout the game. Um, so. I mean, yes, obviously Kratos is the main character. Yes, Grumpy Dad is grumpy. But what you're making fun of and making light of is like that's true for some of the story because that's just Kratos. But but the beauty of this is that Kratos breaks from being that person because of all of his failures. They focus so much in the story on all of his failures and all the things he's done to, to like continue that cycle. And he's spent his whole life running away now from that and trying to break the cycle. And I mean, it's not a spoiler because it it's fairly obvious most of what happens well, there. Keep, keep, but through the story and playing, he he he's gonna he's gonna show the growth to potentially break those those cycles. Yeah, keep I'm in mind. Keep, oh, keep in mind, like Andy and Zach don't know the first like twist of the movie about Atreus. So <laughs> that that's one thing I would like leave out maybe. 
Well, that plus the fact that you guys, you guys haven't played the first game, and those games are different. I will say this: the the two games together, just two things I'll, I'll leave out there. I don't think I'll stand by this. I don't think that I have ever played two games from the first and its sequel, two games back to back that were like, like in every way, as good as these games were, from beginning to end in every way. Like these these are two complete games. Like these easily in my top ten games I've ever played, both of them together. Like. So I don't think I've ever played two games in a series that just together went that way. As far as the story, the combat is great. Yeah, it, these aren't perfect games, but they're they're pretty close to it. Um, and the story is gripping. And it's funny because these two are so different than the God of War games. I, I enjoy the God of War trilogy that came out before, but they're so different. than Those are just like hack and slash beat-em-ups, and they are really... Uh, like blunt and kind of raunchy uh that, that's and, why it's funny to say what i'm saying like the original game no, was it, just like big dumb stupid fun right you know so for you and danny's mad about that because like the growth and stuff that happens it's literally him reflecting back and saying god i was such a fucking asshole and he's trying to fix <laughs> everything that he has done wrong and and honestly he's trying to avoid conflict he's trying to avoid all these things and he's inevitably pulled into it because of where he's at, because it turns out the people in the world that the realm that he lives in now are worse than he ever was. But I, I, I will admit, I saw, um, I don't know why, just like on Facebook, there was like some clip from the game, and it's just like uh, Kratos and Boy are at their house, and then Fat Thor is there, <laughs> and he's like, All Father wants to talk to you, or some shit. And a bunch of ravens like convalesce into Odin. And I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm kind of into this. Like, oh, they're like and- having a conversation, and it seems like real stone cold serious. And I really like the character design for Thor and Odin. And I was like, this game actually looks pretty cool, but I can't, I can't tell anyone I think this is cool. The thing Thor, about Odin, Thor basically, Thor is basically Jack Black and Josh Brolin had a kid, and that kid is ten feet tall. And Odin, that's Thor and, o- and Odin is George Carlin. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking George Carlin. That's not even a joke. It's George oh, wow. Carlin with a bunch of runic tattoos, and, and oh, it's it's actually fucking hilarious. Uh, like, you, you gotta go through the portal. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> His accent is just so, so great. But uh, the the game is great. There's a really good plot twist uh, that happens uh, throughout the game. It's really fucking rough and sad. Do not. Uh, Please, Dubs, do not look up any spoilers or like answers for riddles. Just don't try to solve it. Don't try to look at just let the story happen. When you get there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Just, I heard people were pissed off because uh, characters will start shouting hints at you if you take too long to solve a riddle. Is that right? They always. No. They always oh yeah, that's that. always been a way. Yeah, like they like if you're if you're deviating off from the plot, like they say, hey, that's not this way. But actually, they do it in a clever way. Like, uh, like, for instance, your your group's with you, so Atreus will, like, someone will say, oh, you're going the wrong way, and Atreus is like, oh, he does that. He's thorough. He likes to search for treasure. By the way. Like, when you're, like, looking for other things. I, I, that's, fuck those I mean, people. Clever. Fuck those people. Yeah. You, know, you know, I'll say this. You want to fucking be smart and shit? You're still working at a fucking 7-Eleven or a fucking gas station. Relax. Fucking getting hints. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, fucking you, you wouldn't be... You wouldn't be getting the hints if you solved it in time. So clearly you're stupid. Yeah, yeah that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, clearly you suck. Like, if you sucked less, they wouldn't be yelling at you. No, don't. Yeah. The general game, Paul, when they talk about puzzles, oh, it's, no, it's below baseline. Oh, no, I, puzzle, I mean, I kind of get that because when I was playing, like, uh, 
a reaching example uh super mario 3d world if you die too many times it just like it's like here's a golden mushroom it'll make you invincible mm-hmm. and you can have the raccoon tail and i'm like no fuck you man but i know it's my fault i know deep down it's like i suck <laughs> and mario's like come on man metal gear solid 5 does it i'm too. sick of watching you die on the same fucking part 30 that makes times me, that and i'm makes like fuck you man i'm doing it myself that makes you think of Crash Bandicoot. Whenever you die so many times in a row, they just give you the mask right here yeah. on the side. And you're like, right. fuck that. I don't want that fucking mask. No, I'm not taking mode. that. Yeah, exactly. You walk around and you die again. Yeah, yeah it's remember, the same. Remember Resident Evil yeah. 4, the, the puzzle that's got all the different pictures? You're supposed to slide them together to yeah. make the actual picture. Yeah. You would believe how many people say that's a fucking hard puzzle. And they it's got not. Slider puzzles are super fucking easy. Fucking not. It tries to be yeah. crazy. <laughs> People were dumb. I, I have one other thing to say about God of War before we can we move, I can move on from it because I know we're like an hour in and we haven't even started our movies. It's okay. Uh, and so the, this is it, this is like the pretentious like parent thing. <laughs> this game, I, the last game was too, but even more this game. These are the penultimate games of you won't understand it fully unless you have a kid. I know that sounds like a, such a stupid thing to say. I used to get so mad when people would say that. But I, I played God of War. I, I completed the original game before I had a kid, and I played it after. Played through after. And it, it is different. Like, it does hit emotionally. It hits on a different level. But this game, too, is the same thing. But actually, one of the more emotional things in this game had nothing to do with him being a parent. Actually, two of the most two of the most emotional things in the game had nothing to do with him being a parent. Uh, one of them being really sad. One of them being like really, like, t- tear of joy. Like, yeah, you did it. Like, just like again, it's just one of those he things. Solves a Rubik's cube. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. The the Rubik's labyrinth. But how uh, long are these games? So I it this I, one's longer. Uh, I did do a little bit of side stuff in order to like before because i always like exploring and that they do a very smart way of each time you get to go to a different realm and you have access to it after you finish like a part of whatever the story is you have access now to that area so i would like always explore and do a little few things in that realm before i left and continued on i i finished right under 40 hours and i think on average people were saying somewhere in the 30 to 40 hour range to finish yeah. the story if you hard focus on story only you could do 25 to 30 i think um, but 30 there's like has 70. become my favorite video game length it, it's really perfect because I didn't feel too tired. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and finish this so I can talk about it. But mm-hmm. like, there's a ton of post content. Like I think 70 plus hours is total. If there's hundred percent the game. I like that too. I like it to be there and there's not, it, but not yeah. be essential. And it's not just all like, Oh, it's like there are plenty of like, Oh, collect this and get this. And these are things you can access before you finish the game. But there are things that you can't access until afterwards. And they're all still story driven. Like there's a lore. It's, it's relevant. So it's, it's, cool to do that like there's something i haven't got to do yet but it's a quest line that is relevant to what the integral plot was uh again i'm not want to spoil so i won't say what it is or what it's related to but it's it's relevant and people want to do it and i i, I haven't done it yet but it's something else i want to do um and it's cool the the first game did this too um and uh it's important the game just doesn't end whenever you like finish like the boss there's actually like a post credits like mission or something like the, in the first game it was go back to your house and when you go back to your house it activated a scene and that's what let everyone to know that that you know, ragnarok looked like there's going to be a sequel and this game has another has one too um and it's a gut punch i'm sure oh, god damn it it kind of 
I think I know what happened. God damn it. No, no, it's just, don't, don't, that's why I told you before, don't think about anything, don't look up anything. I kept guessing and trying to figure out one thing or another. I was proud of myself. I did guess the twist, uh, but only because I had enough spoilers online. Like, I didn't directly have it spoiled, but I had enough, like, of people's, like, you know, when you see something and someone's giving you very obvious flags of, oh, this big thing happens, how surprised were you? But you don't know. It's one of those things, and then you just start kind of guessing. And one of my two theories was correct, but it's only because of that. I never, if I had, if I had not seen something on Reddit about it vaguely, I would not have been. I would have been completely caught off guard. Okay. So I imagine for people that get caught off guard, it's it's like what? Um, Final question. Yes. Final. Yeah. How many? Angle. Would you give out of ten for this for this game? Eleven. Oh, uh, I, no, I I would say it is it is as close it is so close to a ten out of ten game, uh, for me because I don't I didn't feel anything bad about the combat everything looks amazing I don't feel like things feel repetitive because you have to and they do a great thing of like you have such a wide variety of skills but in order to truly be great at this game to be the god of war you have to be good with everything you can't just like rely on one weapon and cheese through it, um so they make you like learn how to do well rounded combat. Uh, I, yeah, I really do feel like it's, it's, to me, it's really close to a 10 out of 10 game. I felt the same way about the first one. This also cleans up a couple of like, um, uh, what is, what's the right phrase? Um, like quality of life, like, yeah, they, they, they upgraded. They don't, they don't do like a big overhaul, but they make what is from the first game into the second game better. It's a great example of just taking a game that was already near perfect and just tweaking the little things, but also still keeping a story that's going. Uh, so it's, it's great. Cannot recommend it more. Like, play these two games. Um, that's that's where I'll leave it. Um, Anything else? And yeah. Uh, I'll tell you guys about the Christmas program later because that probably doesn't need to be on air anyway. I'm getting <laughs> in trouble. Uh, it, you guys need to know about it though. It's fucking hilarious, but uh, we'll talk later about that. All right. Well, it is time uh, to get into the nightmare before Christmas. I've never seen this movie before. Um, and Tim Burton, obviously I like the Batman movies. Uh, and I also like Beetlejuice. So like, I've never seen this movie before. Scissor man. I've never actually seen that before. Edward Scissorhands? You yeah, should, no. you should oh, watch it. Oh, it would I've never seen it, it either. It's really? another Christmas movie, technically. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. Th- no, that one I will say is, I, I really think that's a Christmas movie because that movie is focused on like the message of Christmas and heavily around the, the holiday. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas movie, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But you should watch that. It actually makes Tim Burton make way more sense, especially with Johnny Depp. Like their relationship makes a little more sense. Yeah, I just I I'm not a. It's gonna make me like sound like an asshole, I guess. But like his design, I don't gush over that a lot of people do. Like I know a lot of people are like Tim Burton. Oh my god, look at this! I'm a suck dick because he has great fucking art. I'm just like it's okay. I like it. <laughs> it's just, hey, if it speaks to you, it does. If yeah. It doesn't, yeah. But like, always I, spoke to me a little bit. It's never my thing, but like in the beginning, I started like going, "Oh, I'm, this is this is gonna be a musical throughout the whole movie," which it was. Yeah, it's a Disney movie from it, the nineties. It's a Disney movie, uh, but like I, I started like looking at the characters, and I'm like, they're all interesting. Like the mayor, 
uh, <laughs> with being like a two-face kind of thing. Everything is interesting to look at in this movie. Like, I like that a lot. Like, I had to pause it a couple times, and you can't pause it on an uninteresting scene. I really like the backgrounds, too. Like, the painted backgrounds, they just look really appealing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Jack had two voices. One was Chris Sanderson. uh, Sarandon? I don't know how to say his name. He was the... Sarandon? Yeah, Sarandon. Sarandon. Yeah, he uh, voiced... Like, all the dialogue, and then Danny Elfman was the singing of Jack. I was blown away. I only, right before we started recording, saw who does the voice of Sally. Catherine O'Hara. I did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> Mother of Kevin. Yes. <laughs> she was big in the 90s, dude. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was popping off there in the early 90s. Also, <clears throat> this watch, like, I kind of liked Sally's story more. Like, yes. I was more interested by that. Yeah, I because uh, like the I only watch like I said I only watched it that one time in theater and just I never saw it again so I didn't really remember that stuff, but that stuff kind of stuck out more this time. I wouldn't swear I've ever seen this movie all the way through either because I I didn't see it in theaters or anything. I didn't see it when I was really young. I saw it kind of later, like on the Disney Channel or something. But I don't know that I sat there and watched the whole thing. Like to the point where watching it this time, part of me was wondering where Sora, Donald, and Goofy were the whole time. (laughs) Like that's that's fifty percent of my exposure to this story is playing Kingdom Hearts two. I think that is for like a whole other generation of people too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the movie's fantastic on its own. It's just like <clears throat> you. I spent so much time in Halloween Town in that game. Like now, it's just oh, it's in my brain forever. The music, for sure, is far more uh, uh, integral to me. Like to me, I, I remember so much more about that that music, and it's more nostalgic because of the Kingdom Hearts games than it is the oh, actual yeah. movie. Yeah, I love the music in this movie too. Oh, oh the music's great. Yeah, the music is fantastic. It's it, it's actually my favorite part of the movie. Um, <sighs> oh, for fun fact, it should be not surprising at all. Um, and, and just a little fun thing anyway, this is how I, I, I watched this with Evie. Evie's three. Maybe not the smartest thing, but the I needed to watch it. I didn't have time. I had to watch her. So, uh, Andy, your niece, her favorite movie is Nightmare Before Christmas. She loves sure Oogie Boogie. She loves him. Oogie Boogie is her favorite character, mm-hmm. and that's her favorite movie. And, and Gator. Because, because they are friends, I use that as a way to get Evie to watch this movie. Uh, also, Evie has dressed up as, actually, not this Halloween, but the Halloween before, we dressed as Jack, Sally, and Oogie Boogie. So Evie mm-hmm. knew about it, but didn't never watched it. Um, she agreed to watch it because, oh, if, if Milo likes it, I'll like it. Um, and immediately after it ended, she looked at me and said, Daddy, I don't like this movie. As soon as the credits hit, she looked, Daddy, I didn't like that movie. It was scary. Was, was it the oh. bugs? When, was it the bugs of Oogie Boogie that probably terrified It was Oogie her? Boogie. Yeah. She never once mentioned anything about it being scary. She even liked part of it and mm-hmm. was like enjoying the movie. The moment Oogie Boogie was introduced and she saw him on screen, she's like, I don't want to watch this. So she I kind of forgot Oogie that Boogie. you got to wait till the end for Oogie Boogie to even turn up. Mm-hmm. My sister it's, was talking about they had to fast forward sometimes because Mila just wants to see Oogie Boogie. He shows up about the middle of the movie. I forgot yeah. that he was just bugs. Bugs <laughs> in a bag. Yeah. Yep, but- bugs in a bag. It, he's uh, he's also King Gator in All Dogs Go to Heaven, by the way. I was like, yeah, that voice sounds familiar. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same, same person. Yeah, and he was also in um, 
This is a big lipped alligator moment. (laughs) (laughs) He was also in Cats. Oh. Not not the recent one. (laughs) The 98 one. Oh, okay. I I also didn't realize that Pee Wee Herman was one of the kids. (laughs) Yes. I was about to say, I I didn't realize that either. Uh, The guy who was uh, the Catherine O'Hara's interior decorator was the mayor too and for beetlejuice remember mm-hmm. Otho was his name he was all oh, like, yeah yeah he was because i heard him talking and i'm like is that that same guy and i looked it up it's like it is i'm like wow it's just some of the cast of beetlejuice is just in this movie i mean that's that's how that works right that's yeah some some directors have this like circles of people they rely on right that's yeah that's that's tim burton's people but uh yeah. like okay. I mean, the way the story goes is like Jack Skellington is the pumpkin king of Halloween. He's the the king of Halloween, basically. And he, by the time the festivities are done this this year, he's bored. He feels empty. He he wants to do something different. So he wanders around and he finds doorways to other holidays, holidays, more or less. He sees I like that implication. I always, when I was a kid, I just wanted a sequel so bad where he goes to some of the other places. Yeah, I, I feel like there might be some kind of, maybe they did like a special or something at some point. I don't know, but. Uh, special where he goes back and he yeah. like makes it up to the Easter Bunny. Did yeah, because the, they stole the Easter Bunny by accident. First. The Easter Bunny was yeah. fucking scared. He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. You know, well, I didn't realize this. I know, sorry to kill you off, but. I didn't realize that Danny Elfman was the the singing voice for Jack Skellington. That's yeah. really cool, g- given that I'm assuming he's also the person that did the, the music for the movie. Right? It sounded yes. so close to the like the actor's voice too. It was weird <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, real cool. Continue. Sorry, but it rem- yeah, real quick on Danny Elfman, it just reminds me of a, a meme I saw recently. Is one day people are going to be seeing that Trent Reznor did the soundtrack to something and someone's going to be like, did you know that he used to be in a band? And uh, the the response is, oh, that makes me feel so old. But then there's like an additional thing where it's just, it says Danny Elfman. And he's just like, <laughs> because like a <laughs> long hundred years ago, Danny Elfman was in a band and now he's solely known for uh, his soundtracks. He did. I don't know. He kind of blew up this last uh, year at Coachella and, like the uh, album he just did and shit. It's Good. interesting. Good for him. I'm Can glad. I... I'm really happy for him. It's a little side note. The first time I was ever introduced to Danny Elfman, uh, Oingo Boingo, was in the yeah. movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield when <laughs> he was uh, his band was in the party. I was like, that band's cool. <laughs> let, me go, let me go find it on my MP3 that only stored 10 songs. Uh, I, I only remember it. It, that's the movie where he goes back to, to school and he at the end is like the diving meat thing, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's all I remember about that movie is the diving meat thing where he does that weird dive off of multiple boards. And also uh, fucking uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in there when he was a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, before it cleaned up. Ooh. Yeah, before before he became Iron Man. Uh, yeah, this this movie was, you know, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. Like, in the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, I'm not digging Tim Burton art really that much. But then, like, it got into it, and I'm like, <laughs> I started laughing at things, especially the part where he becomes <gasps> Santa Claus, uh, and he uh, 
drops all the gifts and then the kid opens up the gifts and the shrunken head and like the parents are freaking out and stuff yeah and then the it's military like, shot him down <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, military shot shot him down yeah basically they they appropriated christmas they kidnapped <laughs> mm-hmm. santa claus and they were like you know what we're gonna do christmas yeah it's gonna be better and they try it, but because they're spooky, scary, spirited Halloween people, it's it's not, doesn't quite hit the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got us. Uh, we have a celebrity here. Say uh, hi. Say hi. Oh, there's too. Yeah. Much, there's, there was too much movement. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. He's, he dog broke this. <laughs> dog broke the streak. But uh, uh <laughs> like good girl. Yeah, basically Jack tries to fill in Santa Claus and he gets shot down. He delivers a bunch of presents that scares the shit out of people and everything. And thankfully, Sally's able to free Santa and he's able to go fix it. Jack helps uh, at the end. She gets caught. She's not able to free him. She almost does. But, All right. Uh, so are we are we ready for the asshole take on this movie? I mean, don't no. get me wrong. I, I, I have nothing. I have positive things to say about the movie. Oh, hey, but, real quick, what what's what's the best song? What's your favorite song in this movie? What's this? Oh, what's, what's this? this? Yeah, it's what's this? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I kidnap kidnap the Sandy Claus is my favorite song. I, I like all of it. Though. No, that, that's not bad. I mean, I, yeah, there's nothing I don't enjoy. Um, but what's this is my favorite by far. That and mm. then this is Halloween. But th- this is Halloween. Oh. To be fair, might just be because I I have listened to the instrumental that's extended on Kingdom Hearts so many times. Yeah, it just stuck in my head. That was part of it because hearing yeah. that song just triggers Kingdom Hearts in my brain, and then it just that, that was in there the whole rest of the movie. Same. That, it's it's, 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 it's like it's like ninety percent that and ten percent like Hot Topic or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Like part of me is like Invader Zim, Dragon Ball T-shirts. Like it's all in there somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, if it if it weren't for this is like one of the pillars of Hot Topic, right? If it weren't for mm-hmm. Jack Skellington and Invaders, or what's the the dog from Invader Zim, or the little, his little sidekick Gur? It's like yeah, Jack Skellington, Gur, just metal bands in general, and then anime. Like those are the four pillars of Hot Topic. Like, Lincoln Park and Inuyasha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh as far as the asshole take so this is my hot take on this movie this is not a christmas movie i'm waiting for it, it. is nope that, that, it's it's just as much a christmas movie as prometheus is just hear me out so i know i'm being an asshole i actually think it's a christmas movie but <laughs> but i'm trying to do something fun and interesting so the the plot the crux of the story is man feels there's something missing with his life. He's effectively dedicated to his work. Something's missing. He thinks that this other thing will fix it. He goes on this little like journey to achieve this thing, realizes it doesn't. In the meantime, there is this love interest that's peripherally there, and there's a story arc that's separate from that. She is able to show him the way, and it turns out the thing he was missing was a family. He's missing love. It's a love story. It's just a love story. Yeah. You could replace Christmas with anything else, and the story would work the same way. But there's many Christmas movies that deal with like love stories. A lot of rom coms that deal with you know finding faith and family and love. Well, that's the thing, though. This, but do you need Christmas for this movie to work? I mean, yeah, it's, like, it's this it's, movie, this movie has nothing it's to do replaceable. With the I mean, you, you could put any, you could put like an alien invasion, a post-apocalyptic this stuff, and have a love story and faith and all that stuff. 
Uh, but there is a Christmas story behind it, and there is Santa Claus, <laughs> and there is a uh, there. Santa Claus is there, but it's that's my point is that you could replace you could replace the idea of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas has nothing to do with what makes the movie. You could replace it with just the fact that it's a love story. He finds again, you could just have A and B replaced, and he still gets to the same point. Um, now, I, I based a lot of this on an argument I actually had with someone else where I was on the other side. And I was like, no, what are you saying? This is a Christmas movie. Oh, I fucking love this movie. We were really drunk. We argued about it. Um, so I'm playing the devil's advocate here. So I, I am, to make my point, I I agree with you all. I, I do think it's a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, you're playing devil's advocate. Because you could, you could pretty much say that for Die Hard. Like, yeah, there's a there's Christmas there. And for the, he still has love for his wife. And, like, you could replace that if there was no Christmas. It would just be another action movie, like, on Valentine's Day or or Halloween. Yeah. I, I know you're just playing devil's advocate, and that's really cute, but listen up. Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> this is why I did this. <laughs> I'm, I'm King Christmas, and I'm the final authority on this, so here it comes. Um, you could replace it with anything. Uh, uh, Jack, instead of being the pumpkin king of Halloween, could be he could work at a cracker factory or some shit. And like, he's missing something from his life and he goes to work at the ding dong factory or some <laughs> other bullshit, but it wouldn't be that good as good of a movie. You could have the exact same cast, the exact same writers, the exact same director who is not Tim Burton. And the movie wouldn't be as good. You know why it wouldn't be as good. Why? Because it doesn't incite the spirit of Christmas. The spirit yes. of Christmas is what makes this story so poignant. It could be about anything else. It could be about someone losing their dog and, oh, they, they, they figure out that they need. Okay, that was a bad. I, 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 took, I took the wrong turn on that one. But it could, it, as you're saying, you could replace A and B with two other things, but it wouldn't be as poignant if you don't have Christmas in there because of what Christmas represents. Christmas represents uh, family and love and all that shit that you just said the story concludes with. That they're they're invoking Christmas's name for the sake of uh, Jack's development in this movie. That's why as, it's a Christmas movie. As the Baron of Halloween, I approve King Christmas's uh, re rebuttal. That's right. And we, we, we acknowledge each other's uh, sovereignty. Yeah. In, in an imaginary hypothetical situation, we could agree to disagree. <laughs> You know what? I, I, that was my same argument before. Whenever I'm I'd curious. What also, there's a whole real quick. There's a whole other argument about what makes a movie a Christmas movie. Um, mm -hmm. Jack, uh, what's his name? The guy who's sometimes on Red Letter Media, the bald guy. Yeah, I can't I, remember his last name. I don't know his he, name either. He has a YouTube video that he did for I think The Nerdist or something like that about why Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. And it's like, oh, we're going to prove it with math. And it's um, here's the parts that deal with Christmas directly. And here's everything else. And it's like one eighth of the movie deals with Christmas directly. And I don't agree with that at all. And I've talked about why because of the theming and the stories and the conclusion and you know the journey. But even with that argument, even if you go the cold-blooded math approach, this is still a Christmas movie, very clearly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will say this. In terms of, like, my Packard, opinion. Jack Packard I, is his name. What wow. I consider a Christmas movie versus not, Die Hard is a great movie to use because it is a great Christmas movie, but it is also meeting just effectively the minimum to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. to me, like, if you're doing anything less than what Die Hard is doing... It, like someone could probably 
Stro- yeah, oh yeah, Prometheus is not a Christmas movie. You, 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 you could do again, I, again. I'm giving it away. I was being the 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 asshole elf, just trying to to get people all worked up. But um, you could, if you do anything less than a movie or any body of work that is less than Die Hard, it's it's not Christmas. Yeah, I mean, uh, you it, have to at least do that. If I had a choice, like it, I had to, it had to be the Christmas spirit, like fully. And I had a choice between It's a Wonderful Life or fucking Die Hard. I'm choosing It's a Wonderful Life because that's clearly, to me, is my number one Christmas movie. And I was going to choose that. And that would have probably put me over in the ratings, but I was, you know, doing the nice thing. Uh, and real quick, uh, by the way, It's a Wonderful Life is the movie that shoots a hole in that stupid math is it a Christmas movie thing? Because when you watch it, it it's a wonderful life. It's Christmas in that movie for like maybe a fifth of it at yeah. best. I, I, I hate, I, I hate's not a word I should use. I dislike people that go, uh, do the math thing where like, Oh, I don't see any Christmas trees. There's no snow. I don't see a Santa. It's, it's not, not all about just that shit being. Like, it's not. It, yeah. I, I, I think. I think when he does it, it's a little tongue in cheek too. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like, "Fuck that guy." Actually, actually, really like him on Best of the Horse, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, for the sake of the. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it's what you had said. Like, it's, it's actually saying, like, is the story, is Christmas relevant to the story at all? Do they use it to the to develop the characters? Are they using the the elements or the spirit or what Christmas stands for? to incite the plot in any way if if it's involved in that then that counts if it's not involved or it's just a peripheral thing like again prometheus is actually the funniest thing to bring up because the only reason that prometheus is even there is because either selba is building a fucking christmas tree on a spaceship and that's it like there's nothing else about that movie it's christmas also says, ho, ho, ho. like <laughs> okay fair but but I mean, that's the point. It's like any movie can be in December on. You can have any movie on Christmas Day. I mean, I've watched. What's the? Uh, I've watched the uh, animated thing. It's the Holiday Killer thing. It's on about Batman and one of the kills. Like it goes like whole calendar year. Well, he kills someone on Christmas. Long Halloween. Like, long, yeah. The long Halloween. Yeah, the long Halloween uh, animated thing, and then, of course the comic that plays into that. Well, part of that happens there. Is that a Christmas story? No, it's not. Uh, again, it's we we are in agreement that setting is not everything there. It actually has to embody the idea or embrace the idea of what Christmas means in some way. I tell and you, this what, does do that. I I completely forgot until we were having this conversation. A uh, lethal weapon takes place at Christmas too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> there are far more movies than you realize that take place in Christmas but have nothing to do with Christmas. That's true. Oh, uh, uh, the Cowboy Bebop movie. That's enough. No, that's Halloween. Shit. Never mind. Never mind. I don't remember. It's been too long. Mm. Yeah, but one thing I will tell you, Chez, is that I want to watch Prometheus again <laughs> this month because we talked about it, and I just want to be like, let me see, I, let me let me put on like let me take my uh, bias out of it and let me see if I could like constructively see if it's an actual Christmas movie. It's gonna be hard to do that because first you have to watch Prometheus, but. I've seen worse things. We watched. Uh, uh, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, even the short time I've been with you guys, we've what was that shitty things. fucking Halloween movie about the hand? What was that? Manos hands of Manos, fate. Hands the worst of fate. movie I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Manos hands of fate. Guess what? Manos just is Spanish for hand. 
Hand, Hands of Fate. <laughs> That's literally what the movie is called. Your movie is called Hand, Hands of Fate. You fucking idiots. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Stupidness rolls off the side. <laughs> Final thoughts. Uh, I I liked it. I mean, uh, I put away my thing about the Tim Burton art, and it was an, it was an enjoyable movie. Uh, I recommend. Andy, what about you? I like it too. I it's uh it's it's so mercifully short. Like you don't really have much excuse not to watch it, at least for the music. But honestly, the visuals are just stellar. The design and the production on this movie is legendary for a reason. Mm-hmm. Zach, what about you? Oh yeah, I recommend this movie. Uh it's a you can watch it for Halloween, you can watch it for Christmas. Um and yeah, it's just a visual treat. Full of whimsy and and warm warm feelings. Nice, uh, Chad's. What about you? Yep, all all the same things that have been said. I recommend it. Um, it's funny too. It's not a movie that I watch every year. Um, mostly because I have a kid now that is apparently terrified of it. So now I definitely <laughs> can't watch it every year. But it is a movie that every few years I'm gonna I revisit. Like it's one of the few movies I just. For reference, we we watch all these movies and stuff. I typically just rent a lot. I don't buy a lot of the films. I really try to say that for really buying just my things that I really love uh, or my favorite films or something. Um, so many of the things that I do own already are my wall of things. Actually, it's a lot of stuff that my wife had or a few things that I owned, and then I've just bought a couple things. Nightmare Before Christmas is one of the movies that I've actually bought, and and she has effectively every Disney movie ever made. And it's one of the few Disney movies she didn't know that I brought into the house. So, so you're worth I mean, something after all. I am I'm worth a little something, yeah. So, <laughs> try it on her again in a couple of years. She loves the movie. Don't get me wrong. She she actually well, I shouldn't say she loves it. She likes it. It's just a movie that she didn't jump to the like own or whatever. Uh, the other, I think it was my first year. I think my first year I moved. Uh, I, I started my, my job and moved back to Ohio. Uh, that's that's when I bought it. Um, we watched it that, that year. Uh, I, and it's funny. It's one of those movies that you don't have to just watch at Christmas. You can technically watch it. Like few, There are a few of those movies that you can watch basically from October all the way to December. So it's, it's kind of nice. Versus I have that weird rule of I don't like watching Christmas movies until after Thanksgiving happens. Like it feels to me, it feels criminal to listen to Christmas music or anything else. So I, I, I have that weird working theory that, that Mariah Carey is a kaiju and she cannot awaken from the, and, and rise from the ocean until after the turkey has been slain. So and that, that we're keeping that in my house. That's, that's the way that goes. So, so yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm going long winded. Yeah. I recommend you. Everybody should watch this at least once. All right. Bad. Real, real oh. quick. I didn't want to be the assholes who talked about the nightmare before Christmas and didn't say Harry Selnick directed this movie at least once. Because he's like, God damn it. No one knows. I directed this movie. He directed this movie. <laughs> yeah. He also directed Coraline, which I didn't know. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and uh, James and the giant peach, but that one is what he's known for. That's why he got this job. But uh, speaking of a surprising directing and producing, uh, we move on to Bad Santa. <laughs> uh, you, you brought up the Cohen brothers. I brought up the Weinstein brothers. Cohen brothers <laughs> produced this fucking movie. And it's directed by Terry's Lagoff. I feel I feel like people have been keeping this movie from me for years. 
I, like, all you had to do was tell me that. And I would have watched. Oh, I forgot you ago. haven't you hadn't watched this movie, had you? No, never. Oh man, but, I fucking love Terry's wife. He's such a weirdo. Like I don't know. There's lots of little things in this movie that I was like, oh, the, I can tell that he directed this. And I haven't seen a lot of stuff from him. Like my favorite thing from him is a, a documentary about about Crumb, the the artist. But uh, I it's this this movie so like has lots of little things that I I really took a lot of delight in. This movie is my type of humor. It's that dry, it's that dark humor. It also has like that very edgy humor, especially uh, again, this is like when we brought up the Mel Brooks, oh, man, you can't make this movie today. <laughs> like, yeah, th- this movie would definitely be sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to bring this up. John Ritter, by the way, even though he's not in a lot of scenes, hilarious. <laughs> I didn't realize it was him until the credits were like, you know, in memory of John Ritter. I was like, who was? Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't yeah, realize it was him. <laughs> so can someone, I don't know if anybody does know that or not. Is this like, the, is this the last film or one of the last films that he had made? I'm assuming. That gave me that impression. He was yeah, working same. on another one and died in the middle of uh, production of it. I wondered if that same thing happened here because like he, he is in the movie as a character like that would be somewhat relevant in, in the movie and then just pfft, drops off. But at the same time, it right. doesn't hurt the plot, but I wondered if like maybe he, that happened around the time this movie was made, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Bad Santa was the last movie he did. Clifford, the really big movie. Actually, that's another movie. Uh, it's an animated. He was Clifford, the big red dog. Uh, and then he did four episodes of King of the Hill, Eugene Grandy. Um, he was in King of the Hell. Uh, but man, it, like <laughs> my favorite part of that movie with John Ritter is when he's going through the, the dressing room <laughs> and sees uh, uh, Willie banging a fat chick. And <laughs> he's like, ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, ain't gonna, you ain't going to be shitting for a week or you're, you're going <laughs> to. You're not going to shit right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my favorite part about that scene is not even that scene. It's like. 15 minutes later, when he runs into that overweight prostitute later, and she's like, uh-uh, I ain't coming to that car, Willie. Last time, I didn't shit right for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way later in the movie. Uh, I got weirded yeah. out a little bit because, one, John Ritter passed away, and then Bernie Mac is in it as well, and he passed away. And I was like, Rip. god damn it. <laughs> like two and great Bernie, comedians. You ready to like feel old? Bernie Mac been dead for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, it fucks with me, right? It makes me feel old. I have to question my mortality. Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, fucking sad. Marcus, uh, the little guy, um, as as or a midget because in this film he calls him a midget. And he's like, I, I don't think we're able to call people that anymore. Yeah, yeah. as Andy quoted earlier, time time traveling wizard of Christmas that he is. I think I think they prefer little people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And another thing that weirded me out, because my mom used to watch the Gilmore Girls um, and Lauren Graham, uh, you know, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, mm-hmm. Santa, that chick. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so weird seeing her being like a ditzy, like, bartender, kind of a slut in a way, <laughs> where she kind of like falls in love with uh, Willie. Uh, like, just seeing her doing that part was weirding me out a little bit, because that's the only thing I ever ever seen, because in Gilmore Girls, she's always been like the... 
the single mother, like strong, independent woman. She's <laughs> also very, she's also very like snappy and witty in in Gilmore Girls. I've had to endure watching it. It's not a show I ever like really liked watching, but it's one of Suzanne's favorite oh, shows. Sure. sure. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I remember hearing a lot of banter. Like she, like in that show, her character says a lot of like really witty stuff. Mm. In this, she's very bubbly. Like I've always had things for Santa Claus because we were Jewish and we never celebrated Christmas. And I was like, that's kind of a okay. Uh, also, shout to Ajay Naidu, uh, uh, who's randomly in the movie. Like that weird. That part's weird. Why? Why? Why does any of that happen? Yeah, that's the dude from Office Space that be, right. like does it's the fucking axe things. kicks yeah. to the fucking printer whenever they take it out. <laughs> I just will never forget that he just goes like bat shit on that fucking printer, <laughs> the, or the copy machine or whatever. Oh yeah. I actually mixed up the fat kids, by the way, because, like, you had the one kid who was eating ice cream and, like, sneezed and all the, the ice cream debris <laughs> went, went oh, on the face. And then, like, and then, like uh, Thurman Merman came out, and <laughs> I, I thought it was the same person. Uh, which, by the way, like, there was a scene, like, he was getting bullied, and he just, like, ignored him. He, like, no-sold all the bullies. Like, they were just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> let's go yeah <laughs> uh marcus is a like again I, he was funny and then he did a heel turn and i'm like what the fuck but then again i kind of fell for him a little bit because willie was acting like a dick like at any any chance yeah i i wish that would have been handled differently like i hate that he just goes full on the villain mm. like really that should have been bernie Mac's character i felt like yeah <laughs> yeah it was gonna be but they killed him Right, <laughs> off screen, not off screen, but we found out he died off screen. Yeah, I mean to be fair, he he did definitely get like the the jumper cables on him and let him bleed out and shit. It's kind of implied he killed him. I was waiting for him to turn up and be like, "I'm I'm not dead, motherfuckers," and be the bad guy. And then then he just points a gun at him. I was like, "Oh, they're they're gonna do this instead." Like, that was really surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, my, it's my thing. I'll just get it out of the way. I, I have watched this movie a lot. I used to like this movie a ton when I was younger. Uh, and, and then it was also one of those things that just played a lot, like on Comedy Central. So if it was like peripherally on, it would play. But then like half the shit's edited out because it can't play it because every other word's like fuck or shit or Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd watch this a lot. I don't know. Maybe it was just I, I was not in the right mood because I, I just had to watch it today. So I just had to like get it done and watch it. So maybe I wasn't in the right mood to watch it. But I don't know. I just didn't. I felt like I don't. I didn't laugh very much watching it. It was mostly just kind of like depressing. Every <laughs> everybody was funny except Billy Bob Thornton, in my opinion. And I, I thought he was funny. There were certain parts that he was funny, but at the same time, it's just like he's just this drunk that says some edgy shit like my favorite part about willie is every time he leaves the store like the security guard would talk him like have a good night but like up your ass like yeah what the fuck is wrong with security guards in this movie like (laughs) whoever wrote and or directed it hates security guards because they are all fucking pricks (laughs) the guy's like oh it's not eight o'clock quite yet Fuck you, dude (laughs) Mm -hmm. any of the shit marcus would say about him was just fucking correct though it's like, dude, you need fucking several years of therapy. <laughs> he says at some point, uh, every single thing about you is ugly. It's like, damn. That's a, yeah. <laughs> that's a good assault. 
Yeah, his character's definitely in terms of like the lines in the movie, his character's definitely the best. He he the the thing where he calls out Bernie Mac and he's like, I'm three feet fucking tall, asshole. <laughs> and whenever he's asking to like carry him around and then yeah. he, <laughs> like, well, I should pick him up. And then I can't remember what, he, what Bernie Mac says to him, but it says it's something about him. It was a reference to him being gay or something. And he's like, well, it didn't hurt your asshole last week. Oh. <laughs> and then he's talking to him. And they keep going back and forth. And he talks about like eating his wife out. <laughs> yeah. And then like he says something about Leonardo da Vinci. He's like, yeah, I just called you. A... That, that's what it was. Yeah. It's Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> like it. it it hits that it, like how can i put it the dry humor is, is sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't so i could i could totally That's see yeah i i could totally see like i wasn't laughing and this definitely had to be in the right mind like me i was just like i was kind of like willie i was uh on my gummies and shit having a beer and i'm like being like yeah fuck this shit and all that stuff uh i i feel like uh this movie came out in 2003. At that uh. time, I would have been a junior in high school. I should have seen it then. I would have loved this movie then. Instead, I just really like it, you know? Mm. Like, there's, it's it's that same, it's that dry humor, it's the dirty humor specifically. Mm-hmm. And there's still some stuff in it. Like, there's some stuff in it I don't like at all, like, just humor-wise. And it's not something I can be like, I find fault with this, they should have taken this out and the movie would have been better. It's just my personal taste, you know? Mm-hmm. No, if you'd have watched this movie at least ten years ago, you would have laughed a lot harder. Like that's the thing is, I I've watched it so many times that I remember things that I thought were really funny. So it's like some things I would have laughed at, I went uh, and I just like was doing something else, and I just moved on. Oh. And then the parts that that I really just thought were depressing, I was like, oh, I don't know. Billy Bob's character was just Willie was way more depressing this time around for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's really just, depressing. I was in the right mood, but eh. there's a sequel. There is. I've never seen it. Is it good? Uh, oh, okay, I guess no. no. Is. <laughs> is it not? Okay, that sucks. Who stars in it? By the way, who's the? Billy Bob Thornton's back in it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. but it's like way I... later. I just looked. At, it's it's 2016, so they waited a long ass time. I just saw it wasn't it. the same director, and I got. I was like, oh, yeah. that sucks. I will say one thing that did get me to laugh this time throughout, and I, it, it messes with me every time. Uh, it's the scenes that are similar to like the checker scene uh, with the kid. Anytime where the kid is just like stone cold and he's like, are, are you fucking retarded? You're <laughs> fucking with me, aren't you? You're a smart ass. You just act like a fucking piece of dead lice. You want to play shit. another game? Want to play another game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that seems really great. Yeah, that, that stuff's great. See, you can even see when the kid is like, the, like the actor, like is actually holding back from laughing. He's like, you want to play another game? And everything in him is keeping him from laughing really hard because he, he just got yelled at. <laughs> what, what's the elf's names? I don't know. I call him Bub and Chief and shit. <laughs> no, I, I think one of them's. I think one of them's sleepy. Wow. The That's the seven dwarves. dwarves. <laughs> 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 my my other favorite part about like again, Thurman Merman's kind of like a wild card that I was like, it's stupid, but it's funny. But like, there's another part where he's like, "Do you want me to fix you a sandwich? What the fuck is up with you guys fixing sandwiches?" <laughs> That's, That's the stuff like that doesn't lay in for me. Like, I don't like. I've never liked that humor where it's like, lol, the grandmother's memory is going. That's that's not funny to me. That's sad. I don't like that. I, it's, I don't know. Just all that shit. It's like, I want to think it's funny, but 
it kind of like it you know, like I was like having really... a good time and having and it was funny and then out of nowhere I was like oh okay well now I'm reset now you like that part back. where they walk in and it looks like she's fucking dead just there in the chair I'm yeah. like oh my god that's <laughs> almost funny I I just don't like you know like Thurman cuts his hand and he's freaking out and she's just like I'll make you some sandwiches that's not funny to me I don't know why I just, yeah I'm, well that's, uh, that's her her line is like the same every single time she's like oh yeah. Roger you're home let me make sandwiches because he's home from jail <laughs> so to me like at a superficial level I thought that was hilarious when I was younger now I agree with you it's it's a little funny but then as it gets any deeper than that it's like oh that is just sad she's got dementia. Uh, uh, I'm talking more but, about the child when he was like Yeah I know the, the yeah the child he he's the one that wants to make him sandwiches before he leaves. I, I know what Dubs is talking about and he's yeah. like the fuck is it? how many you want? He's like I I don't know and, and he's like how much lettuce you want? It's like this usual fucking amount. I don't know like <laughs> the kid always just pushes it. <laughs> I like when he's in the bathtub and he's still asking questions. He goes, "God damn it, kid! I'm so confused. Stop asking me questions." <laughs> I like that he's asleep and the kid's sitting there staring at him, still trying to ask him questions. <laughs> How many reindeer do you have? And he's like, "Uh, twelve. <laughs> like he has. What are their names? He has. Names? Well, he has a thong in his fucking mouth, and he just walks in. <laughs> I made you a wooden pickle." <laughs> There's blood on it, but that's what I cut from when I cut my hand. It's like it brown, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, so it's it's funny is now that we're talking about it, this is exactly why I moved my rankings around a little bit because I because I knew this was going to happen and I was going to laugh more at some of the stuff I thought was funny. I think it was more of my mood when I watched it a, a few hours ago or something. Uh, but that because there are parts that are funny about it. Like my two favorite parts in the in the movie, or, or two favorite characters in the movie, are uh, Marcus and and the kid, Thurman. Like they're they're my favorite parts. Thurman especially. Thurman makes the movie because it's just a different level of humor. Because they like this kid just gets everything thrown at him, and he's just like stone cold, does not react at all, and just rolls with it. Uh, I'd be curious to see how his character plays out in the sequel. Yeah. Again, I, I think I need to watch it now just because it's like science requires it, but it sucks that it's, it sounds like it's bad. Bernie Mac was he lost in prevention pretty much? Yeah, he he was there. He was there. L and P. That's they and they kind of established like the uh, the previous one, like the security guard, like the first place they like rob and move on. Uh, that uh, like it's just a security guard thing. There's no one there, but Bernie Mac's like on top of it because they really want to make sure with their security that nothing happens and he's like yeah well i got into it rogue. i got confused a little bit because he, i was like wait is uh bernie mac working in a GameStop because he's talking to the kid while like fucking dead or alive is playing on the screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that part made me I, laugh it's just lost prevention for like the whole mall or whatever i guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah but uh I, and when <laughs> Which is funny, by the way, because the cops, like, are very trigger-happy in this fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, like, what the fuck? At the end, they just, like, turn up and just, like, start blasting. And that turns out to be, like, something he says. is like, they fucked up and they shouldn't have shot Santa Claus a bunch of times. An unarmed Santa Claus eight times in the back or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's how they say (laughs) it. Jesus Christ. That's how they say it, that he effectively gets, like, doesn't, like, he gets off the hook or whatever. Um... Which I even enjoy in the, the first part of the movie. It's a subtle thing, but it's funny about how like he's already 
very over trying to do this. Like he already like lays out the story of, yeah, my life has fucking sucked and I'm a piece of shit because of it. And he goes through the whole thing and they robbed that first place. And then he's in the place drinking. He says, you know what? I think I'm just going to go to Miami, open my own bar, marry a waitress. I'm done with this. So the first scene is him like standing there and he's like making a drink. And then the guy's like, get the fuck out from behind the bar. You're not supposed to be. Here. And then it just shows like his whole life is like, nope, it's exactly what you think. His life fell apart. He wasted all of his money. He's just casually walking up to places and stealing shit. Uh, There's been a few things you guys have said that didn't quite ring a bell with me. This movie has three different cuts. So I'm curious, like, what did everyone watch? Mm. I must have watched a director's cut, I think. There's an unrated that's a full director's cut that has, like, more stuff in it. Well, now, from my understanding is there are three versions of this movie. There's the theatrical version, which is like the director and the studio came to some consensus about whatever. There is the, like, a batter, uncut version. Bigger batter and uncut, yeah. Which is longer that the studio did without the director's input. So in retaliation of that, they released the director's cut, which is the director's cut. But it's shorter. It's 88 minutes the bigger whatever blah, 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 99 minutes and the original theatrical is uh i can't remember but there are there's three different cuts of this i watched the director's cut which is the shortest one so you guys have described one or two scenes that i didn't see interesting oh uh, okay i i just watched the regular theatrical this time around but i i actually used to own bigger batter and uncut it's uh i have it at home at my, my parents house mm. yeah i'd really like this movie when i was younger but oh well i have age matured no, I'm I'm still immature, so like the jokes still stick with me. Uh, oh, I, it's still fucking funny. It's just not. Oh, it's, it's still funny. It's not hilarious. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's still great, but just not not quite as great. No, I uh I can't remember if I said this on the show or not, but I've been telling people uh there have been two Christmas classics that that I was missing, and everyone's like, Andy, you love Christmas movies, you should see these movies. So last year I watched Elf for the very first time, completely underwhelmed. Elf's fine. I just don't know if I'm going to see it again. Maybe it's because I'm not a kid, but Elf, I was like, whatever. Bad Santa was the other one. So I was really worried I'd see Bad Santa and be like, oh, God damn it, why do I fucking listen to people? I should... No, Bad Santa's great. I'm going to watch Bad Santa again in the future. I guess this is me mm-hmm. saying, I do recommend Bad Santa. It's it's funny. It's a good time. And yeah, it's got the, it's got the Christmas themes and it's got the message at the end in its own, you know, perverse, hilarious way. So I really liked this movie. I'm glad I've seen it finally. I did something similar to what Willie did when his alarm goes off and he gets pissed off and you're hung over. Uh, well, one time I threw my phone across the room because the alarm went off in my ear and I was fucking irritated. Uh, so, yeah, that that was my moment. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I'm always going to like this film. Um, it's always funny as fuck. Uh, and I always watch it almost every Christmas. Um, so I'm going to recommend this movie. Uh, but when we get to the rankings, Andy probably already saw uh, my ratings. Uh, but I thought you were going to do them live. I did do it live. Oh, okay. Yeah, while we were doing, and I was, I was, oh, thinking, gotcha. I, I was okay. thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I recommend it. And Andy already said he recommended. It. Zach, what about you? Did you have any final thoughts and anything you want to bring up? Um, <clears throat> I thought it was decently funny. Uh, it gets into some of that territory of. Uh... Uh, humor taste i'm not a prude by any means but uh sometimes it's just delivery of jokes with me or something mm. uh 
I didn't think it was as funny as you guys did. I think uh, I, it's not the funniest movie I've ever seen. Like, you know, we're coming off of Mel Brooks here. Like it's yeah. kind of hard to, to be a lot of, I'm sorry to, to step on your point, but a lot of the humor in this movie is lol. He cussed in mm-hmm. front of kids. A lot and of it. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, but there are some like, well-written jokes and well-acted moments in this movie it's just there's too much humor that's that's haha i'm on my fucking lunch break yeah well that's, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's kind of funny because he is on his lunch break but some of it's just like he's telling kids to get the fuck out of here or whatever you know he pissed himself it's, it's santa claus yeah. cursing it's a gimmick yeah yeah it's uh but like i don't know i give it a light recommendation i guess uh I would almost say it's like imagine the whole movie is about the Santa at Higby's department store from a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah. But he's kind of more of an asshole than that. So you can't it's say effectively that. it's effectively how this movie was made is like it was a joke on the depiction of how like mall Santas and movies are assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're always like, drunks. Should, They're always gross. We should make a movie about those guys, but actually make him like the worst person ever. <laughs> That's what this movie is. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, I love the smell of tapioca in the morning. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll move it forward. I, I, I would recommend the movie. Um, I, I think it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd re- like make it the required Christmas viewing, but it is funny. Uh, it's a, a little on the, the darker side. Probably not a movie to watch if you are in like a really sad mood because it's not one of those comedies that's gonna like elevate you and lighten you up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're probably gonna be a little depressed watching it because it's like, oh, but it's it's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't get those dark moments. Maybe the grandma portion. I was like, ah, she has dementia. That's kind of a little fucked up. But again, that's. I bet you that came from the Weinsteins. They're just like, oh, let's just fucking put a dimension old lady and a bunch of... Oh, by the way, there there's one thing that kind of disturbed me a little bit and that and thinking about the Weinsteins is when he's at the arcade and he's... he's I got to know... Oh, the pinball thing? Yeah. I, that was that was one of the parts I laughed the hardest at. I, oh no, that's really funny. When he's like, "Hey, we talked about this. You were supposed to only hit up the plus size stores, not the, not the arcades." Yeah, I, I I laughed, but then I thought about Weinstein. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, uh, but um, something interesting about how we picked our movies, by the way, because Muppets Christmas Carol kind of going it has like that paranormal edge where it's like going through a portal of, of christmas past and future then you have the yeah, it's a christmas carol yeah. and then you and then you have nightmare before christmas that kind of has like paranormal stuff to it there's creatures and shit and he goes through a door to different house yeah and, and it goes through a door a door like which is like a portal to some other world and stuff and then you have bad santa and home alone too which both have uh people that are robbers uh you have the sticky bandits and then you have willie and marcus so it's it's really interesting about that. I mean, technically, in Nightmare Before Christmas, they kidnap Santa Claus. Yeah. This. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say mine, and so my rankings is this, and I'll go from four to one. I have number four. I have Nightmare Before Christmas. At number three, I have Bad Santa. At number two, I have Home Alone two. 
And at number one, I have Muppets Christmas Carol. And I was thinking, because Home Alone 2, I like. But Bad Santa, I think I like overall. That, that It's a conflict between my childhood and adult humor. So I chose my childhood, which is Home Alone 2, over the adulthood Santa flick that uh, that has humor in it that is not for children. Uh, so that is my list. Uh, Andy, do you have, I mean, I pretty much stole your, your lineup. Mine's the same. You said you had some close close calls on there. My close calls are like the opposite of yours, which I found very interesting. Mine's the same as Dubs. Uh, Nightmare at 4, Bad Santa at 3, Home Alone 2 at 2, Muppets Christmas Carol at 1. Um, Bad Santa and Nightmare Before Christmas are very close for me. Really, I just ended up giving it to Bad Santa because I'd never seen it before. Maybe after repeated viewings, this would reverse. And also, Nightmare Before Christmas is basically just a really good musical. It's just, it's short. And I don't know. I was try- having a hard time justifying it, and that's what I ended up with. Um, Home Alone 2 being at second after Muppets Christmas Carol was also agonizing for me. I realized, though, if it was Home Alone 1, it'd be a different story. Home Alone 1 is better than Muppets Christmas Carol. However, I think Muppets Christmas Carol edges out Home Alone 2 for me. And and a, a, a healthy portion of that is nostalgia. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have a debate. It seems like. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. I was getting ready to say. I'm kind of surprised at your all's picks a little bit here. Uh, Zach, what's but, yours? But Chance corrected himself. <laughs> uh, I got I got bad saying at four six point seven out of ten. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas three seven point six out of ten. Home Alone, 2 at 2, 8 out of 10. Muppets Christmas Carol at 1, 8.1 out of 10. That one edged over just there. All right, and Chaz, what about you? Yeah, so uh, this is the original list I had before the show started. I changed it midway because I started thinking about some of the things with Bad Santa I thought was funny, and then I, I realized, no, that's not right. I also, for a brief moment, almost put Muppets Christmas Carol above home alone oh. too but then i was like oh my goodness i'm stupid why would i do that um so i slapped myself and, and changed you, be, it back. you better so get my, re- you better get ready to defend that because you're outnumbered oh, on that. No, no, I, I i'm definitely fine like conceding so don't worry i'm not gonna fight it but because mine is purely out of nostalgia but it's my personal list i'm not gonna change but Cr- christmas but is something that's very hard to be subjective about exactly or wait what objective Objective, yeah, it would be subjective. There you go. I drank I almost said, eggnog. Now I'm stupid. Ah, uh, smooth brain. Hurt. Mongo sad. Mongo straight. <laughs> no. Mongo straight. <laughs> uh, so bad Santa at four. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas at three. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol at two, and Home Alone two at number one. Um, the only thing I'm using to justify my own personal list is that Home Alone 2 is my favorite Christmas movie. It ha- and it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I it just that that will never change. It's like it's like me defending the Ninja Turtles movies from the 90s. I these are the movies I owned when I was a kid, and that's all I had. So I watched. You don't need to defend forever. that first one at all. Fuck anybody who says anything bad about that movie. Yeah, they're just. Oh crazy. yeah, that that movie's great. And that, number <laughs> number two, it's a little harder, but I, I still. Yeah defend it if anything we got go ninja go from it but oh i, right. I, I forgot i also watched the red letter media review of TV oh TV i was Turtles. gonna watch that 
It's Top really good. Back. Watch it. Okay. I learned a lot from that that I did not know. <laughs> you Great. dirty rat. Oh, um, not cag me again. <laughs> so right off the bat i am 100 percent okay with nightmare before christmas over bad santa because honestly while we were talking about it i think i realized that's how i feel but i had already made my list so whatever i'm married to it now but i, yeah. I kind of feel like bad santa at four nightmare before christmas at three but i gotta stick by muppets going to one home alone two going to oh three. i have i have no problem conceding like objectively like and overall the list being there because I, I i anytime like we have an argument about one thing or the other i'm always always about well let's see what the points would be if these were given points based on where they're ranked at like christmas carol can be one home alone two can be number two that's fine it's just for me like it's always going to be my number one because i love the movie so i'm not going to argue or defend it um i do think that nightmare before christmas is a better movie i think bad santa leans a lot on oh let's get people to laugh about a lot of raunchy humor with people in in santa and elf suits and that's really where it hits and i've watched the movie a lot and laughed at it a lot but that movie doesn't have the same levity as nightmare before christmas not to mention like nightmare before christmas is a to me is a better christmas story um See, I told you, I actually did believe that it was. It is a Christmas movie. It has a better Christmas story in it. The music's better. Um, the animation is just so unique and iconic. Like it, it's just, it's a better movie. It just is. Yeah, so. no, it, it is. I, I freely admit I made a mistake, but hey, hey to be fair, I, I literally went back and forth because it's one of those things in the moment. It's like oh, I'm laughing at this and that, like. I, I, again, I, the, the kid, the kid from Bad Santa. If it weren't for that, I'd honestly almost wonder if I'd even recommend this movie. Mm. Like, if it weren't for the like, the parts that had that kid and and Marcus, uh, yeah. like those two characters save it for me that it's good and people should still watch it once. But after that, it's like now it's just depressing. Yeah, it, the depressing part. Uh, sorry to like backtrack a little bit. Is when he tries to kill himself in the garage. And yeah. and I was no. like, and then he's like, "Your eye? What the fuck happened to your eye?" <laughs> the, the, the depressing part is whenever he does anything. Like his entire yeah. character is just depression. He's just like a mall <laughs> Santa piece of shit version of of Rick. I I don't know about that. I, I think I think it's just funny to I, see how he interacts because he's Dubs' cranky. point was 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 building to. It looks like he's gonna kill himself, and it's like depressing. It's like, God damn, this is supposed to be a Christmas movie. What happened to your eye? And it cuts to him beating the shit out of that yeah. skateboarder. <laughs> yeah. And then later he's talking he's talking to the, the other guy and he's like, uh, I, I did something to Tay. I, I, I beat up a child. Yeah. I feel like I was accomplishing something. That I yeah. like. That I did like. That that was better. That was that was that felt earned. You know, the exact line was I did something today. I I beat the shit out of a, some kids, but I did it with purpose. <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's really funny. I'll give it that. It has its moments. It does, but it is it's it's seated in dark humor. But that's okay. Like I, I like darker shit. It's just this time I don't know something with it was like. Uh, you know what? It kind of has a little bit. It kind of has that Kevin Smith touch a little bit, like Mallrats and like uh, uh, Clerks or whatever, because they hit all that raunchy uh, comedy. And then there's, there's a lot of, like, dead air a little bit where they're just, like, sitting around and you're just like, oh, I'm in a fucking mall. I get it. <laughs> and then it, like, hits those dialogues and you're just... I think, like, that's, I think that's the director being yeah. a weirdo. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's, that's um, okay. 
I did uh, I did want to point something out just because I feel like it's possible that if someone listened to the show enough, they would think this. And I just want you to know that I saw it too. Um, we ranked an adaptation and then a sequel over two original works. Look, I'm, I'm there's no absolutes, okay? <laughs> I know that we're, a lot of us, particularly me, are always like, I'm fucking sick of uh, comic adaptations and I'm fucking sick of book adaptations. I'm fucking sick of, sick of sequels and reboots. Look, sometimes they work, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Muppets. Like, what puts me over is I love the Muppets and I also love Michael Caine. And, like, those are two good things. Michael Caine is the best Scrooge. Someone at work asked me, like I said, I'd watched Muppets. He said, who do you think's the best Scrooge? And I was like, uh, it's Michael Caine. He says, no, 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 like in a real, um, like in a real Christmas Carol movie. I said, no, it's Michael <laughs> Caine. <laughs> Yeah, it's Michael you sound, you sound like an idiot. Why are you trying to qualify? <laughs> so I, I would argue, uh, you know, it was really nice for you to say that for some viewers that might get butthurt about it. For for anybody that would, it's probably the same person that would be like, oh, what's your favorite comic book movie of all time? The Dark Knight. It's a fucking sequel, so you can suck a dick. <laughs> it's fine. Keep keep shit to yourself. Just like what you want. It's fine. We like what we like, and we don't like what we don't like. It's okay. Apparently, pa- uh, Patrick Stewart was Scrooge. I gotta, yes. I, that one's okay. Yeah. That one's that one's pretty good. Uh, I like George C. Scott a little better, though. I gotta I gotta check it out. I never seen a Patrick Stewart one. So. I liked him better as Pat. <laughs> um, I'm scared. just gonna watch Pat. I ain't. I ain't even watch. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched Christmas Carol. I mean, we're talking about ranking them. I don't even feel bad about the fact that Scrooge McDuck is listed as one of my favorite Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't yeah, feel no, bad about it. Yeah, no, I mean the, the animated, the Disney animated Christmas Carol is, is pretty decent. I haven't seen it in years, but yeah. yeah, it's pretty spot on. I just watched it not too long ago because uh, you got the kid. We get to watch Christmas movies and stuff. So yeah, Scrooge McDuck is is pretty up there. He's, oh, he's I, at least number three. I did get to piss him off because he was like, "Okay, well, well, besides besides him, I said, ah, Bill Murray." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was so much better. <laughs> so literally, my number two is it's like it's Michael Caine, Bill Murray, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these like great, great accomplished Shakespeareanly trained actors. It's like Scrooge McDuck, man, fucking all the way. <laughs> uh, so oh, uh, just real quick, you said you just love the Muppets. Uh, if if we can find an excuse one day to watch uh, Muppets Treasure Island, that would be fantastic. Um, I, you know, you you get to pick months. You could just pick Muppets Month, and what we just pick four Muppets movies. Yeah, there, there's a lot of movies that I never seen the Oz one. That's another Muppets. Oh, I haven't either. I've always kind of wanted to see it. Finally, there you go. We have reasons. Not to mention there are other several other Muppet movies. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I mean, the thing to do would just be watch the original Muppets movie. I, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. So, just where they drive cross country. I, I like that one. But Chaz, you're conceding Home Alone 2 at number two? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's I, – I think I think conceding that at, uh, to number two is totally fine. Yeah. I, me. If it was Home Alone 1, I mean, even though I said Home Alone 2 I like more – uh, then that would have been really different. I think we would have had a war if that. If no, that... yeah, Home Alone one. I would have, I would have championed as number one for sure. See, and it's funny though. Probably. It's like I, I would be fine doing that too. But if we had to rank Home Alone one and Home Alone two, I like Home Alone two more. But it's strictly out of nostalgia. It's one of those things. I'm very self aware that I'm picking it for a selfish reason versus what I truly think is the better movie. Home Alone one is by far the better movie, but that's okay. So yeah. anyway, I, I'm cool with these rankings. The way we have it set, I think, is is right. 
All right, so just to remind everybody, number four, we have Bad Santa. At number three, we have Nightmare Before Christmas. At number two, Home Alone 2. And at number one, we have The Muppets Christmas Carol. So, uh, yeah, we did lose. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot that was a thing. And Generation I, Xmas! Yes. Did it. It's like WrestleMania when Triple H faced Sting and both the D- DX came out and uh, NWO and NWO just got fucking wrecked. Uh, don't make me feel bad about it. I I did not like that. It was very sad. Yeah. <laughs> like why why do they even need to be involved? Sting Sting never liked any of those guys. <laughs> like they they were enemies. That didn't even make sense. Monday Night War, brother. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Vince saying, "I'll take a shit all over your legacy." Fuck Sting. <laughs> uh... <laughs> make so much money. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we did lose, and I actually when we. What what sucks is because if I would have chose It's a Wonderful Life, then that's when I think the half would have happened, where it would have been It's a Wonderful Life and probably Muppets Christmas Carol, uh, then probably Home Alone two, then Nightmare Before Christmas. If I chose It's a Wonderful Life, I think mm-hmm. that's truly what would have happened. Uh, but like when I again, again, this is all personal reasons. I like Nightmare Before Christmas, but I wouldn't say this is like amazing for me. Um, so like I knew that was going to be low on my rankings and I knew even though again, personal reasons, I like bad Santa. I knew that it wasn't going to crack the top two. So I knew right away NWO was going to lose. Uh, so I guess I'm going to be Wolfpack brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're funny. If you wanted to win, all you had to do was pick Christmas vacation, but Hey, don't worry. You don't even worry about that. Come back next week. That's mm-hmm. right. Come back next week because we are going to watch Christmas Vacation. Without me, because and... I'll be on vacation. Dubs will be on Christmas Vacation, so we're going to watch Christmas Vacation. Yes. So uh, that will be episode 226. So remember to watch that movie, then come back, and then you'll see the trio here uh, do it. Um, before we leave, we do have some news to kind of quickly talk about. Andy, you put the link in there about Death Stranding movie. Did it? Did it reveal anything like big like with their director not terribly Uh, this is like brand new a breaking news it's about eight hours old at the time of our recording uh there's a death straining movie and i guess it's getting like not only is it in pre-production but they're like i can't remember the exact term but whatever they're they're fast tracking it they're trying to get it trying to get it into production um kojima productions is co-producing it with god damn it i can't remember the name of it um, the production studio in LA who just produced Barbarian, that horror movie that came out that everyone seems to really like that I haven't seen yet. They also produced uh, the new Bill and Ted movie and some other stuff. So it, it's a legit production house. No one really knows any other details so far. Purportedly, it's going to have new details about the world of Death Stranding and potentially new characters, but I couldn't find the source on that. I just saw someone say it like it was true and then cite no sources. So I, I have no fucking clue. Most people seem to think they'll probably just use the actual actors that were in Death Stranding because why the fuck wouldn't you? They're all already accomplished actors. But other than that, there's just there's not a lot of news. How- At this point, it's just opinions. Do you think this is a good idea? I do. What about you? I, I think it's good to like. Because uh, if you haven't noticed, by the way, which I, I guess I'll bring up on my news, because there is some news to talk about the video game awards, uh, is the um, Death Stranding 2 got announced. And, right. And 
it it looks like there's totally new shit and like craziness going on in that trailer. So I think it's a good idea to come out idea 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 um, that you put out this movie to explain the lore because a lot it already has bad stigma in the first game where it's a walking simulator. So a lot of people don't want to walk. It, it, I think it's great that they're going to put it into a movie because the third act is literally when I got like super super into it with the extinction factor and all that stuff. By the way, that soundtrack in that fucking game is amazing. I want to get the vinyl for that. I have it. It's behind me. Yeah, I got to get it. There's, I, I hate this argument, and I'm going to say it just because this is how I genuinely feel, but I feel like this isn't a good way to prop Death Stranding up as a good game or a good story or anything. But a lot of the stuff in the third act is earned by the tedium that comes before it Mm -hmm. and like i'm saying that's not necessarily me trying to say this is why death stranding is good kind of the opposite a great game should be fun throughout and i had fun throughout death stranding but i can definitely 1000 percent see why someone else wouldn't i mean we talked we we did an entire special episode just about death stranding uh three of us did so i mean go back and listen to that for more of our opinions of death Stranding. i don't want to tread old ground much like sam bridges might in that game but uh, <laughs> i'm excited about the sequel i'm excited about the possibility of a, a movie it's there's something strange about death stranding the more time passes the more fondly i look back on it and i'm hoping that when it comes time to visit something new that's the uh it, it shows that my excitement was well-founded. I don't know, though. We'll see. I have faith in, in Kojima as far as the second game goes. The movie, though, I have no fucking clue. Until we have more details, who knows? Well, what, what I thought funny, uh, because uh, Kojima came out, because obviously Jeff Keighley and, and Kojima had to have their jerk-off motion on the stage. Um, but like, like, but the interview, uh, apparently, Dutch Stranding ending meaning the sequel was written uh when the first one happened but he changed it after the pandemic because he said i'm tired of predicting the future <laughs> so he rewrote the second <laughs> game i mean it's, it's metal gear solid 2 in my book will always be the most profound piece of soothsaying in video gaming culture yes <laughs> but uh i guess to segue a little bit uh real quick uh Game Award stuff. This is just my own personal thing. They announced a new uh, Armored Core, and I'm fucking super excited about that. I'm all about that, brother. Yes. <laughs> I was so excited. I wrote it in the Getting Some Color chat, and I was like, fuck, I gotta tell Andy. So I That's right! It. I mean, he <laughs> put it in the other wrong... chat. I was like, whoa! How about this? I, I, I actually love this. The way that I, I saw it, um, other than you sending that link, all the, the uh, places that are posting it are like, um, develop thing. well developing development group atlas uh famous for for demon souls and 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 whatnot and souls like games uh are making an armored core and it's like they they made the other armored cores yeah, from, you could just say that made all the armored yeah, cores you <laughs> could just say that you or yeah sorry uh, not uh atlas, said atlas, from, yeah. yeah from software you could just say 
Armored Core sequels happening, and people have been waiting forever for it. I fucking loved Armored Core from PlayStation. I, I keep seeing yeah, articles yeah. where it's like, uh, Hideki, whatever his name is, was like, oh, it's not going to be like a Souls-like. It's not going to be Soulsborne. It's not going to be this. I've seen that article, the variations of that article posted like several times. <clears throat> a little bit before we recorded, I saw on Twitter, someone cut together 15 different news video game news sites that had posted variations on that same article it's not going to be a souls game no fucking duh <laughs> like what is this news? yeah have you guys ever played it there's a reason why it's it's got the the fucking roman numerals in it it's not the first game yeah. it's that, gonna be like apparently the sto- story wise it might be like a soft reboot situation no one's sure, but I did read that. But that's fine with me because I didn't play. Um, I think I own for answer and didn't play it because I'm a bad person. I'm not sure though. Yeah, that's what's wrong with today's uh, gaming community. Like they always have to they like my games. Don't play them. Just put me on blast. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, no, uh, the thing is, like they always have to compare things. Like the Callisto Protocol, they're like, oh, it's not like Dead Space. This is dumb. And like that's why it's getting bad reviews. Obviously, there's some optimizing issues that are on PC, and and the the combat's a little hard. But like people are like it needs to be compared to Dead Space because it's a space game in horror and what it's the a, fuck? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just human you want nature. A dead space. Yeah. Wait till next month. We compare, month. We compare yeah, everything right. to everything. This is what's happening, and I'm kind of glad we're getting. I, I I mean I really don't want to drag this the length of this episode on too long. But this is what's happening is people just assume uh, from from soft from software hit upon a, the golden formula like Souls has gotten more and more popular, Bloodborne, Sekiro. And then Elden Ring came out, and everyone loved Elden Ring. Everyone loved to have Elden Ring's dick in their mouth. It was great. And I get it. But now they expect everything from software to do to just be that again, because that's the winning formula. Because look at Ubisoft. They made some money on Assassin's Creed, and now every fucking Ubisoft game, Watch Dogs, Far Cry, all these Assassin's Creed games, they're all the exact same shit. They're just in a big field, and you climb towers, and and you get a bunch of collectibles. And um, I had another example, but I just lost it. Uh, but, I mean, you, you find a winning formula, and then you just, like, start making all of your games that. That's that's boring yeah. and terrible. Remember when Horde Mode came out? And, like, everything had, like, dead And Halo. everyone needed to have a firefight or a Horde. Or, yeah. yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Remind everyone, Gears of War did it first. But that's that's what everyone thinks is going to happen. They They think... FromSoft is only going to make Souls like games now, and every time they make one, they try to be like, "Okay, we don't want to do this anymore. We're, we're gonna we want to do some other stuff." And it's then, almost as if people with like this is going to sound really douchey. People with like some form of artistic integrity work at From Software, and they're like, "Hey, we want to make other things too." Mm-hmm. And then you have all the you know the uh, the Souls like players be like, "It's not Souls like," and then they get mad, and then obviously it's it's just a never ending. It's a God never damn. yeah. They got like eight games. Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's plenty of souls like games for you to go play. Yeah, go back and play Elden Ring for the the millionth time. Yeah, it's funny. I I've played. I spent a lot of fucking time playing Elden Ring when it first came out. I dumped all that time into it. I have not touched it since then. It, it's probably time to go back. I'm kind of excited, but I've got too many other things to play. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to bring up three things. For video game awards, one Christopher Judge fucking had the longest awkward fucking speech ever. 
because uh, he went on a tirade about like you know the development like Corey Balrog uh, or whatever his name is he was the director for the first God of War he's like I was gonna quit and then they started doing you know like remember uh, I know Chaz and, and Zach are gonna remember when Ric Flair uh, talked too long they kept on putting on the you need to hurry up Rick. Well, they started putting up the music to cut off Christopher Judge, and he fucking ignored the music for at least <laughs> for seven minutes. Uh, and, like, Jeff Keighley had to, like, take pop shots at Christopher Judge. He's like, all right, we're going to quickly go to this because someone took the long time on, on, on their uh, speech. So that was a dig throughout the whole uh, show. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's funny, though, because he, he said, like, ten lines in the game. Like he doesn't do anything other than go boy and humph and make angry noises and mm. that, and he he won the award so he had to get all that speech in there. Yeah, fucking Al Pacino is there by the way. I don't know why. <laughs> <He's> at... <laughs> he got invited. He was bored. <laughs> He's like, I never played video games before. Hua. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and um, two, obviously. There was a big, like, if Elden Ring did not get Game of the Year, there was going to be an actual riot, I think. Because I was watching the chat where, like, they, it better be fucking Elden Ring. It better be fucking Elden Ring. Because God of War was winning, like, most of the, the awards. Mm. And then, like, even me, I was like, I have my butt, uh, my butt cheeks are clenched. Uh, I'm like, I'm rooting for Elden Ring. And then they, they won. They became Game of the Year. But it got overshadowed by some 15-year-old kid who went on the stage? He needed a haircut. Yeah, who went on the stage? I will say at least he let them speak. He didn't like. He didn't do like a Kanye West. Like, hold on, you know, Taylor Swift, uh, Beyonce is the finish. Yeah. yeah, he waited for them to finish, and then he went on the mic, and then it like zoomed, and he's like, "I uh, am I reclaimed Orthodox Jew Rabbi Bill Clinton." And then like automatically the camera goes like, "Oh no, this, this is a prank." <laughs> oh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And that was weird. So yeah, strange. yeah, it was very strange. Jeff Keeley tweeted that he had been arrested. I was like, did he? He was fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Zach, did you have any uh, news that you wanted to bring oh. up? No. Yeah, I saw confirmed that Spider-Man Two will release in the fall of 2023. I mean, that's exciting. That means E3 were probably or uh, maybe during the. Uh, March when they go over to Europe and shit, we'll probably get a trailer. Yeah, Sony will do their own thing, and then we'll get a state of play or something on it. Hyped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, yeah, I had just tied into other Sony news. Uh, yesterday, it was announced that there looks like there is a contract to make a a series about God of War. Um, it looks like it's gonna be a TV show through Amazon. Um, a lot of curiosity on how they're going to cast it. <sighs> Still really early on how that stuff's going to go. Batista. I'm a little nervous. I, 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 maybe. Batista's not a bad shout. It's Isn't Batista like biggest. four feet tall, though? He's not really <laughs> tall. No, I mean, he's like five. I think he's like five ten or something. Yeah. Which is not. I, like, I do really I mean, like him though. Like it sounds to me, but I like him a lot. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think you want someone big and imposing. I remember I mentioned like the the, uh, the Magnus Magnuson or whatever. His is name this is. a troll? I'm confused. What? Did you say Batista, Batista? was five ten? Isn't he though? I thought he was. No. Is he not? No, he's I like six five. Really? Yeah. 
time to say how Tom Batista. Atreus is going to be played by uh, fucking Rey Mysterio. He's like, they need somebody bigger to pose, and Batista's five foot ten. Like, what? Uh, you're right, he's six four. Who the fuck am I thinking? It's five ten. Who the fuck am I thinking? I, I don't right know what back. I'm thinking about. Must be Chris Masters. Right back. <laughs> Chris Masters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, if Amazon has a hit and miss kind of thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's hope they get some showrunners who have, like, viewed the game at least once. To make oh, they viewed the game, they fucking hate it. They got to exactly. <laughs> I fucking hate this. We're going to subvert the fuck out of this. <laughs> Just like what they did with Halo, where none of them played the fucking Halo game. I, st- I still think about that Halo show, and I don't even like. I'm not even that big of a fan of Halo. I'm just like, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm like, okay, oh, uh, this, this links into some of the other news. I've been thinking a lot about these reports that um, uh, Henry Cavill wasn't happy doing The Witcher because he said the only way he'd do it is if they were faithful to the. Because he's like a huge dork, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's a likable guy and a huge dork, and he actually read the books. And he wanted them to be faithful to it. And during the se- the the uh, filming of season two, he overheard crew members like openly mocking the the source material, and like not just like the best boy. Apparently, it was like people involved with the script and and like real people. I think about that a lot. Like I understand that you're just a professional in an industry, and you need to be you, you know it's just a job. But to to have that to have open disdain for the material that you're turning into a show, like while you're working on it. I just, I, I, I feel like you, you have to be asking to get fired. Like the people in charge of the production, we have to be irresponsible to not weed that kind of thing out. And when I think about that, I think about the Lord of the Rings show and I think about the halo show and I think about all this other stuff that has like kind of flopped and people purport that, Oh, it's because they don't care about the source material. They hate Lord of the Rings. They I mean, hate that's halo. just, that is art within the, the shell of capitalism. I mean, it's just the way it works. It's like if you're gonna do whatever to make the lowest common denominator to make the money, well, you're you're not you're just gonna put something out there to try to draw in as many people and then like if it was nineteen ninety three and we were making a movie about Toe Jam and Earl, I get that. Because no one knows who the fuck Toe Jam and Earl is except the you know, three hundred thousand people who played it on the second Genesis. But this is twenty twenty two. Everyone knows what Halo is. Everyone does. Even if you don't play video games, you're aware of the Master Chief. He's been on Doritos and Mountain Dew several times over the course of the last 10 years. Like, you know he's a big, scary space marine boy, and he fights aliens. Like, you don't need to know everything, but you could provide some levity to the source material that you're working And Lord of the Rings even more so, for God's sake, after the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I do understand. You're absolutely right. They just want to make money. We need to appeal to everyone. But I feel like there'd have to be at least one executive producer who understands, oh no, Halo already has 10 million fans. We should appeal to them and then just get some extra people while we're at it. Well, the, the, the mm-hmm. thing that kind of bothers... The money's on the table. Yeah, the, the thing that bothers me is like back then, like you look at all the other people, they read the the books and shit. Like you look at uh, the guy who played Aragon, Vigo Mortensen, I think his name mm-hmm. is. Like yeah. he 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 Vigil Mortenstein. Yeah. Vigil Mortenstein. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of huge dorks who are very likable actors that I like a lot. <laughs> he's yeah. another one. Apparently he would like camp out like on set and stuff. Yeah, he he read the Lord of the Rings and like mm-hmm. when they uh, they brought up about the Rings of Power he's like this is not Tolkien. <laughs> like cuz he understands the source and I I think I'm leading to Henry Cavill now. Uh, unless Chaz, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up about God of War uh, show? 
Oh no, no. I, I mean, I I didn't really have any other news. I mean, I have I have one other thing, but it's stupid. We'll get to it after. Okay. Uh, like Henry Cavill. Like the thing that's really messed up is one because what you just said. Like people were mocking the the story and shit. And he's like, "Fuck this! They're not gonna follow this. I'm out." He's like, I already have security. I'm gonna be Superman. And then James Gunn goes, ah, "Motherfucking brother, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 deleting the DCU, and now he's not Superman anymore." Which, in my opinion, I think this is good for him because it's gonna open him up more doors. Or maybe he might be nerdy and be like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go create my own Warhammer fucking show or movie." And I would love that because he's a big fan of that. Does he even need yeah, to like work to anymore? I mean, at that point, it's like he gets to do passion projects and he can do things that, like you said, he can produce and he can actually make sure that things stick to source material that he likes versus being stuck in a spot where he's working for a production company trying to make as, as much money as he can. That's, just, that's a nice thing about his position, at least. I'm just sad that I won't see a Man of Steel 2. <laughs> like, I was this close to seeing a Man of Steel 2 and hopefully done right, but... I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully James Gunn, like, I like some of his movies, but, like, he always does the thing where, like, I'm going to get all these huge casts, and then I'm going to put a bunch of music in that movie. And I hope that's not what he does with DCU, where just like, hey, you know this song from Lady Gaga? Well, guess what? It's going to be in this Harley Quinn movie. We'll see. Yeah. I'm a little sad I won't get to see it either. But uh, I'm curious to see what's going to come out of all that. Yeah. I want to watch The Flash Escape Prison. <laughs> we will shortly. Esca <laughs> yeah. Escape from Spoiler. Gotham, directed by John Carpenter, and it's Flash. <laughs> Grooming the Speed Force. What? <laughs> Whoa! But of cha. All right. Uh, speak speaking of, of grooming. Uh, in, in groomers one way or the other. Boy, this is a bad transition. Um, Donald Trump uh, announced that he's making an exclusive trading card. Did you guys see this? He's yeah. making these like, Isn't it Photoshop NFTs? trading cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. $99 oh NFTs for Donald yeah. Trump. Well, I was like, wow, this is learn to read the room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, the, the, way, the way this came out, though, was that the day before, so it was announced today, but yesterday there was like this whole thing about I have an important announcement that's going to shake the foundation of America and, and well, affect gonna, the future. He's, gonna, he's running again. Oh, so a bunch of a bunch of people were like putting things out there, and it, I mean, it just got everyone talking, like one way or the other. Isn't the point like whether you like him or hate him? If you're talking about it, that's that's people saying it. That's money. It's cash flow in some way or the other. So sure. everyone's upset or everyone's happy that he's going to announce something something big, and then he comes out and says that. People are so fucking mad. <laughs> fucking That's fucking funny. It is kind of fucking funny. The sad part is like people are gonna buy those, but whatever. Yeah. It's no different than Magic selling the weird like 30th anniversary proxies for a thousand dollars. Which, by the way, they bombed. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I'm actually uh, happy that you brought up uh, the T Man uh, because I came across this this gem. Uh, and I laugh my ass. This has nothing to do with politics, by the way. It's just how how fucking weird he says Puerto Rico. You ready? You ready for this? Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like something like SNL would do to make fun of him. <laughs> 
Puerto Rico. It's funny because he says like Puerto Rico. Like you can tell halfway through, he's like, "I fucked this up." Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously that's all the news that we got. I wanted to end it on that because I, I literally died. I, I actually had Jello and I was eating Jello watching that, and Jello literally just fell like shot out of my mouth onto my wall and like slowly dripped down because <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard. But anyway, like I said, I'm not going to be here for two weeks because usually I take a break at the end of December. One for me cool. to restart because I'm mostly producing stuff. Uh, and also I want to like uh, come up with ideas for the new year for our shows and stuff. I have some ideas that I'm going to be putting together because we have a site that I am building right now so that we could uh, advertise what we're putting out. So like if we go, Hey, here's a new episode, here's our website and you will be able to uh, access it. That instead of me going, we're on Spotify and this and that everything's going to be on that website for you to follow. Um, so that's one thing I'm going to be working on, but I know these guys are going to be here next week uh, for uh, a Christmas vacation. Uh, so remember to watch that. Uh, for everybody out there that listens to us, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, New Year's Eve and stuff. Uh, when I come back, we'll, we'll be doing the Twilight Zone month. So I'm excited because now we have four people. So that means we're going to be two, four, six, eight episodes. So I actually had to do math. I was a little retarded for a second. So, <laughs> uh, so I will see you in the new year. These guys will see you next week on Tuesday. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening. Merry Xmas. Happy holidays.